I am Catherine Bruyere. I'm Tony Craig. I play Dracchio on Do South. Hey everyone, this is Ramona Milano, otherwise known as Francesca Vecchio. This is Paul Haggis, and you're listening to Do South by Southeast. <laughs> I wish this podcast would carry me away But while talking to Squeak here And Michelle get a word in edgeways Rick over a bottle of rum On a dock of Southampton Bay To South That is what we're talking about To South Saddle up my microphone Get deep in Baker To South by Southeast. Hello and welcome to Due South by Southeast. My name is Detective Squee, and with me, as always, is Civilian Nicola. And joining us by the magic of the interwebs, even during lockdown, is. Michelle. Hello! And I've got to work out which way I'm pointing because it reverses you on this camera. Yeah. Uh, right, I'm so the show, which um, probably shouldn't exist for the benefit of anyone's earlobes, is now on the internet and going live. And I mean, just talk about a show which kind of fall, fails upwards. Like we, we interviewed Paul Haggis last week, and, and now we're in some sort of uh, live video format. We've been live before, but never like the three of us recording a standard episode. Uh, Michelle, how, how does it feel? Very weird, <laughs> but great fun. Looking forward to it. Like, Michelle might be a little bit quiet. We're not sure why, but we can't yeah. figure it out. And, uh, you know, this is what happens when Michelle's in charge of her own tech. What can we say? Yeah. Well, I know. And I've only just noticed there's actually settings down there for the microphone. And now I don't know whether to fiddle with anything because you might just lose me. I'll can you, can you try with one which turns it up? <laughs> well, that would, if it said that, that would be amazing, but I'm not seeing anything that says turn it up. Um, Is everyone I'm able to hear Michelle enough? Yeah, let us know. If not, maybe I will just start fiddling. Yeah, and <laughs> turn the microphone up. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to say hi straight away to Karen Ellery, who's uh, dropped us a couple of comments. Sorry we were a little bit late. It's just, it was kind of working out audio issues. Uh, this is the problem with life. We did start about 10 minutes early, believe it or not, getting everything ready. And we can still manage to be 10 minutes late because it's us. Yeah, I've just got a message through saying, yep, we, uh, Michelle, they can hear you fine. Hey, maybe it's just you that can't hear me. What? <laughs> oh, God. Pardon? Hey, We've you're back. Already, <laughs> I'm just going to wheel him off, Mish. Could you? Just just push him. Push him oh, off. No. By the way, can, could um, Karen seem to be our responder of the day? Can you let me know if our video is coming through okay? Unfortunately, to do this, I have to go through my laptop to run the studio bit. Uh, I'm, I'm still saying broadcast to start soon, which we already started. But, um, but like my iPad's better quality, but I have to work with what I can do. So... Just let me know if our video is jumpy or if it's smooth. Hopefully it's all right. Uh, we can have a bit of this kind of shenanigans, unfortunately, but 
I was still working with this technology. I've just worked out how to make the things red and white. I mean, doesn't that look cool? I love names. I forgot to put your name on, though. Oh, well, that's it, then. I'll be well. Well, anyway, like, two like, th- there's a few things we need to go to. First of all, uh, we've gone for a Hawaiian theme today, because why not? Yeah, why we not? Even a puppy in the background there. I don't know if you can make, make her out, but she's wearing a little uh, lay hat. Oh, and we've got a Hawaiian spirit over the, the monitor behind us. Oh, apparently our video is rather fuzzy. Unfortunately, it might have to be that way. I'm going to call up and scream. But, um, Nico, why have we come for a Hawaiian theme today? Um, I don't know. You came down this morning with a Hawaiian shirt, and I went, oh, let's theme that up. Yeah, um, like, this might have almost been one of our sexiest episodes yet, because um, I have got a Hawaiian vest on. And so it was potential of a bit of a nip slip action on this one, but unfortunately it would have been my nip, so it wouldn't have been that sexy. So I decided to put this channel over. Yeah, I can see that I'm a bit blurry. Uh, this has happened before. Hopefully it will smooth out as the broadcast goes on. It tends to. It tends to be just the beginning of the uh, of the broadcast, but um, you can hear us. That's the main thing. But this was never meant to be a visual medium. Us, like, you know, look at the three of us. Come on. You know, especially you these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing which might be blinding the visuals here is uh, Nicola. What, what have you got in your finger, oh, which you did last time we recorded yeah. an episode of G South by Southeast? Really? So hold it right up so they can see. Oh, I can't wait. Right. Got to find my hand. Oh, I'll you towards it. So we got engaged since the last uh, episode that we were recorded. Hello, G South wedding. No. <laughs> well, we've already got uh, Nicholas trying to get a Comic Con style um, festival, like, going, festival on. <laughs> going on. So, uh, yeah, why not some G South in there as well? We'll wear Mountie yeah. hats along with the rest of our, our yeah. gear. Why not? Why not? Why not? So, uh, today we're going to be talking about the episode The Edge, which we're very much looking forward to. It's the first time, though, Michelle, we've ever watched an episode like separately. This was weird. No, it was weird. I'm like sitting there writing notes and I'm thinking, oh, I wonder what they're thinking, I wonder what they're saying, I wonder what they want to say about this. And yeah, it, it was weird, but I think it all, it'll all come together and it'll work well. I've tried to add in oh, the notes. Are we, were we thinking when I sent the notes over? Were we thinking the same thing? Yeah, there's a couple of things that you've written down that I've just thought, what? what? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask you about something. Yeah, that would be my well, we're, we're already, I think, getting a little bit clearer looking at the video, um, and uh, you've got props for you looking very clear. Yeah, but we've got good microphones, so, you know, it's a trade-off, it's yeah, all set. You know. <laughs> you know. And I will say this, though, I mean... Uh, like, oh, sorry? I said, I'm nice and clear, so I can show off this lovely shirt. It's Gary. Yes, but you're right there. Hold it up to the camera a little bit. Yeah, can't see it very well from down here. It's, it's supposed to be all Hawaii, so I thought it would work well. Ooh. And you can have a bit of here. We've all got our um, Hawaiian style uh, glasses. I don't know if you can see it, but it's not at all. Mar- I can't even get that direction right. What's wrong with that? As long as I can get it in my mouth, I'm okay. <laughs> there we go. We've got a little tiki themed thing going. This all was decided this morning, so I had to go. Um, well, you. I was shopping anyway, so I just picked up some glasses to go with it. I was essential shopping, so. But yeah, yeah we'll get, we will get into what we're all drinking. Oh, thank you for the congratulations. Thank People you. who are congratulating, though, we can't see who you are. Aww. If you can, 
give permissions to StreamYard to use your name. Oh, sorry. So if you can give permissions to StreamYard to uh, put your name up, we can see who you are commenting. We can see Karen, but other people, you have to give them permission to, to put your name in the comments on our screen here. It's the technology we're using to put it on. If you don't want to, that's absolutely fine. We understand, but it's just, it's, uh, it's not any spyware or anything like that we've been using it for a few podcasts now and had no issues we understand you don't want your friends knowing you're watching <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true enough. i don't think it tells people that but oh we've got hannah and uh, sarah was i put them up on my uh on my thing there and karen wants one of the pineapples oh what's wrong with our tiki ones like i don't know if, you, if it came out but we've got a lot of tiki heads on ours I think this came free with a Malibu drink done. I got a couple of years ago. Yeah, it actually says that Malibu, yeah, Malibu on there. Ah, yours looks really big as well as a glass. It is. Can you imagine when I start trying to pour a drink into here? My measures are going to be massive. <laughs> oh, God, Michelle measures plus. Well, before we started, I thought I'll just make it a normal glass and pour it in, but then I spilt it everywhere, so that is just not going to work. That's what so I did with our. <laughs> right, we're going to have to not talk over each other. We're just not going to be able to talk here, Michelle. Otherwise, well, which now I say it. I mean, obviously, you know. It's I mean, I'm used about... to, it, to be honest. Pour it then. Right, right. You see, you just talked over her again, Michelle. What did you say? <laughs> I said I'm used to it. <laughs> oh, okay. You see. Yeah. Well, worth the wait. Well, well, especially now, like I just can't hear you. You can't hear me now, or just when she speaks. No, we can hear. We can hear you. Just faint. You might want to have to play with those settings after all. Can I ask a question? Yes. Can I ask it in advance of one of the things that we do? What? What we're drinking? No. No, mini Mountie Cup. Mini well, I was just going to say, if anyone wants to be a mini Mountie, because I don't have one, well, let's, let's do that. please tell me. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you want to post it, we'll do live mini Mounties. So if you haven't already become one of our mini Mounties, just say, I want to be a mini Mountie because, and come up with a lame reason. Or, or you don't have to, but, you know, it'd be fun if you did. You've taken my idea. I wanted them all for me. <laughs> well, you can read them. You can read all our mini Mounties for Dead Life. But this week, we're going over 100 mini Mounties. We'll get to in a minute. I just want to say, though, there's been a lot of talk online, very, very um, a good talk, I think, about uh, especially the fact that it's Mental Health Awareness Month this month. But there's been a lot of talk online about how people are trying to keep themselves going during lockdown and during these kind of like dark times for everyone. I've got to say, dressing Hawaiian for no good reason is a really good method. I, that just cheered me right up as soon as we started doing this. I might have to lose the lace because they're itchy as hell, but it is... Uh, did you want the window here so you can see Michelle? No, I was uh, actually trying to see how we are. Did that help, though? No, I was trying to see how we're coming through. Can you see it better there? Because you were complaining about the screen size. Yeah, that's fine. I can move that over there. You can have Michelle there so you can see it. Oh, uh, no. Nicola has been having trouble with her contacts, so she's got um, wine. So she was struggling a bit with the screen. The way I've got it set up so I can see everything else and do cool stuff like adding banners. So I've, I found the sticker tape thing. So you can just add little things to the end bottom of the screen. Just put any important messages you might have to get across to people. Whatever it might be. You can smell me from there. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say, but uh, just, just to show off that we can do banners and stuff like that. So that's how we did the broadcast writing scene. Mm -hmm. And that's how we can do like loads of fancy stuff. I've just realised I might have to actually nick this back because it's got the uh, stuff on it as well. 
So, um, so yeah, Michelle, how have you been keeping uh, happy during lockdown? Um, mostly just trying to spend time with my kids and I've been doing lots of gardening when the weather's been nice. Just so, yeah, trying to get out and about as much as we're allowed. Obviously, we're allowed a little bit more now. Going for walks has been really nice, but I do find that gardening is really therapeutic. I think if anyone's got a garden, whether it's big, small, or a balcony, just growing things, really therapeutic. Love it. I've got to say, uh, like I've mentioned it on some of the episodes we've done when you haven't been available to join us, but uh, I want to give some props to Michelle. Like a lot of people are working on the front lines for the NHS, but given that she's an endo endoscopy, she's also taking up the rear. <laughs> well, no, not me personally, but. but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should also say that uh, this is due south by southeast. Anyone who's listened to the show, does know we are slightly adult and um, we'll try and keep it like uh, PG 13, but um, yeah, it might be a little bit rude sometimes. So, PG 13. So, if you've got any younger kids, you might want to have them out of the room while you enjoy this this episode. But if me and Michelle are both sober, it might be a little bit. I'm working on it. I was say, you won't be sober by the end. Um, so, look, we will be yeah. getting, I promise, to some due south action. But as always, there's certain orders of business we have to get to in our podcast to make it an official kind of uh, standard game. So uh, the first one we're going to get to is not audible. Oh, yeah, turn down the volume. <laughs> Just one second, one second. All right, jeez. Don't expect professionalism either, people watching at home. So we're going to have to all go for our own drinks here due to, to the setup here. But Michelle, what rum are you drinking? I think you'll be impressed. You may not have seen this one before. Ooh. Oh, that's pretty. Is that know, Space that's... Force? Oh, how do I get this? Blueberry rum. Blueberry? And what's Blueberry. the make? Um, it's called Flight Club. Oh, very pish. Welcome, the last flight. And so when I first saw it, I thought it looks like aftershave. Sniffed <laughs> 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 it and I thought it smells like aftershave. <laughs> but it doesn't taste like it. It's really good. It's really nice. Put it in the bathroom. Yeah, I'll put it in the bathroom. We'll gargle it after we do our teeth. Yeah. I was going to say, was it in the bathroom? Because it might actually be aftershave. Has uh, Gary been, been uh, splashing a bit of it behind his ears? <laughs> just to draw me into him yeah be like oh look I smell like Michelle rum yeah, he, does, he doesn't think it's aftershave he just knows what draws you in that's rum yeah no it's really nice yeah what do by you the way from? before we get on to what we're drinking when when did your husband bold himself what's going on there <laughs> he used to have lovely long locks a couple of days ago because he it was just growing up and up and up <laughs> and he was like I'm going to have to shave so we got some clippers and he just went, <laughs> shaved it all off. The thing, mine's got to the stage, because I usually got mine kind of like uh, going back. Mine's got to the stage where it looks better. It's Yeah, you know, I don't like it like this anymore. I used to have it like this. It's kind of like in curtains. So this is the best I can do. Mm. Uh, but where I'm working at the moment for the council, I work on the phones with the COVID response line. So helping people out with all sorts of stuff. And because of that, if I don't use the stuff I usually, the product I usually use on my hair, then the headset just falls gradually forward during the call. 
So I've literally got to, to sort of gel my hair back or use some sort of product to keep my head set in place. So I'm forced. And then the head, of course, gives you a nice little groove in your hair. It just, I can't win. I need this lockdown to end just so I can do my hair. No, no, I don't. Let the lockdown end at the same time, say. not for my hair. That was a flippant joke. Please, people, yeah, please I'll send the clippers over. <laughs> Nicola can shave it all off. Sorry? I'll send the clippers over. Nicola can shave it off for you. <laughs> I don't know who's put it. We're going to have to try and find out comms as we go. Who's oh, put I the, uh, I think my house can only handle. Okay, so, oh. Um, oh, is that Hannah's house, oh, it's Hannah. Oh, I think my house can only handle one Mountie, so Micah can keep the title. Hannah, if you want to be a mini Mountie, there's no responsibilities, there's no jobs involved in it. You just like get added to a list for no good reason, and not a list as in we're going to send you spam emails. It's just a list of names. It's it's the most pointless thing we've ever done, but we're nearly at hundred. Yeah, it's great fun. So again, anyone want to be a mint, mini minty Mountie? A minty Mountie, a mini Mountie. <laughs> Minty Fresh Mountie, please let us know. Well, we had the aftershave saying to go, now we've got Minty Fresh um, uh, Yeah, so, so like the toothpaste. <laughs> so, Michelle, do you want to know what rum we're drinking? Ooh, show me. Okay, well, we've gone for a little bit of a mix-up here because we thought we'd go cocktails in the theme, so, you know, you can see the wonderful colour. <laughs> Yesterday, we had a bit of a book launch. Now, uh, I wrote a short story for this uh, book, which is called Ghost Lights. And uh, it's free to download. It's an ebook, and it's got loads of short stories in it. And I, I will get onto what we're drinking. There is a reason why I'm saying all this, but um, it's got loads of short stories in it. It's free to download. It's something we've done to put a little bit of hope back out there for people during lockdown. So I'm just going to quickly put the link up. So if anyone wants to download it, again, completely free. You go to here, and. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a cool book full of stories. The story I wrote is themed on Due South. It's not Due South, obviously, because that's copyright, that's owned, owned by people. But uh, what I've done is, on a quiz, me and uh, John Wright, or Armani John, as we like to call him on this podcast, our friend from uh, Due South Events, he, uh, we nicknamed him Armani John, and uh, during a quiz, which we did, I came up with some very silly answers to questions like the Township of King I gave as an episode title, which we joked sounded like a detective show. And then later on, I came up with the answer of a uh, character, which I called Johnny Diamond. And he said, oh, that would be uh, one of the characters in Township of Kings. So Township of King is the story I've written. And it's got two British cops going to Canada on pursuit of a drug smuggler, as opposed to a Canadian going to America. Um, please download it, give a read to, to all the stories, but especially Township of the King, it's on page 70-something. Um, and it's it's inspired by Due South. I think it's a lot of fun. Hopefully you enjoy it. Please let us know if you do and if you like it. Uh, but the reason why I'm mentioning that is because we had this bottle of Prosecco we opened up last night for the book launch, mm -hmm. which I hosted online. And then what we've done is we've added a bit of rum to that. That's not the rum we added. Oh, did we not? Do we add the no, other rum? We added oh, the other one. Well, we added specials. We added rum. <laughs> orange juice. If you've never seen orange juice before, apple and mango. <laughs> apple and mango juice, actually not orange. And we've got Captain Morgan's tiki, which was another inspiration oh, for the trip. So nice. that gets added to our new rums we've never had before. Yeah, I've never had that one. And we'll have to have these two again, and they'll still count as new, because the other one of us won't have had it. Mm. 
And um, we've got, just as uh, in case we need to top up our run, we've got the old staple, Old Hopkins. Good old Hopkins. Yeah. Oh, good old favourite, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, our, it's our house rum of this particular podcast. Now, we know, though, you didn't all come here to talk about uh, rums and talk about Hawaiian themes. Of course, you came here for Mini Mountain Club is what we Yay! like to think. So I'm going to, oh God, it's going to be so clunky, but I'm, I'm doing banners at the same time as I'm doing music. So, and it's the 100th Mini Mountie special. Yay. So, um, Michelle, as we started this today, how many Mini Mounties were we up to? 98. Whoa. So, we don't need two to go over the line. And there is a podcast we recorded where people volunteered themselves, but I don't know who those people were. So we'll catch you later, but we will add you at some point. Mm -hmm. So sorry if we we recorded some just ages ago and due to not just Corona, but just everything getting tough us, we didn't get around to posting those yet. They are coming up along with some other episodes, including one with uh, Stefan Rank who uh, is one of the, the other organiser behind the G-South events. So one I've recorded to, for, with him for um, one of the live shows cool. is coming up soon. Last week, though, we had a rather special guest, which I think we should save for, for Mini Mounty 100. But, okay. Michelle, you got any Mini Mounties over there? No. <laughs> Michelle, you, had one, you only had to come up with one name. One job. No. I'm we sorry. have three this side. Okay, so if you introduce one of yours, then I'll do the special one we've got, which right. is apt to be number 100. And Michelle, have you got the list ready to write? I've got it, don't worry, yes. The second version of the list after the other one just went into tatters. <laughs> By the way, if anyone who hasn't listened to this before or listened to, to one of these standard shows, it just, it was one of the things when we started, we went, it's like, you know what? We should have a little club. It's Mini Mountain Club, and we'll just add different names. A little club. And then I got my friends, um, Blaine Garrison, to do the lyrics of Mini Mountain Club A, and the music is by Matt Lee's Music, who does our theme music. Awesome. Just a little shout out. So who's the first Mini Mountain this week? So I'm going to be fair. Obviously, it's done by the list, and who came in first? So the first person is Callan. I do apologise. So Karen Ellery. It's only a third drink. I know. What that? No, it's my second. That's the worry. I'm not as seasoned as I used to be. So it's E double L E E E double L E R Y. And uh, Karen also said she would like to be a Minty Mountie as well. So, Oh, the Minty Mountie list we will start up on another <laughs> podcast. We only deal with one list at a time. So that's pretty awesome. Okay, and it's your third drink. You had that half the cider as well. Mm. Third drink. I'm, you see, she can't even keep count of a drink. She's yeah, like, yeah. The thing is, no Drunk. But Michelle, you see, I'm not because you've been away so long. I'm not as um, sort of seasoned as I used to be. I'm not as seasoned as I used to be either. Well, you imagine what it's like when we actually meet up and drink together again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we are going to get so. I'm sorry. This is the only word I can use for this. We're going to get so twatted that week. Uh, oh. It's going to be needed to be uh, just. I mean, let's face it. The amount of people who are going to get very drunk and for single people, um, very special huggy with each other. <laughs> it's going to be phenomenal. The amount of kids, like you think, the amount of kids that are going to have been birthed. Because of lockdown, the amount of birth because of lockdown ending is going to be heroic in numbers. Did you know they actually there are places that have cuddle parties? 
I was watching. Oh, I think that's what Michelle's in oh. for some reason. Sorry. Um, so there's places that have cuddle parties. So they're in, like, I watched this programme and they were in a yurt. And, uh, yeah, they go there in their pyjamas and they all cuddle up. Okay. So yeah. what I've got, because we're going to do Mini Mountie 100, I think we need a bit of this. It's coming. Assuming you're saluting at home. I typed in Fanfan Canada and it's got some guys in Beefeater hats, so I don't know why they're in Canada, but apparently this is in Canada. Apparently these are Canadian Beefeaters. It's got a long fanfare. It's not a short fanfare, I will give you that. I mean, this is really probably more than we need for this event. Paul Haggis. Yes. Mini Mountie, number 100. We had him on the show last week. I mean, this is ridiculous. Like, how have we ended up with the creator of this show on the show? On the show? We're just that good. But, um, yeah, we are now up to 100 Mini Mounties. Where did that go? Where did that come from? Well, it came from As me and Michelle was. getting drunk and gay. We did podcasts and just said, that was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's I, we together. Along the way. Yeah, we just picked you up like a Wraith and Stray, that's or right. a, a Ray and Stray, like the, third, the second Ray. Ray. <laughs> she, she was like the third series edition of like uh, the second Ray, except for we kept the, the first one. There I'm I was. To, I'm trying to point at Michelle, but you're in the way now. Staring in the window. <laughs> Looking at you like I wanted to join you. Yeah. <laughs> let me in, let me in. <laughs> right, do you want do you want the rest of the Mountie Club? Yes, yes. That's um yeah, you, yeah. you don't get compared to the Mountie Club on the afraid. Okay. Or or Elkeaters. <laughs> if they're Canadian, should they be vice meters or Elkeaters? Very good, Karen. I like that. Oh. And Minty Mounties drink mojitos. Brilliant. That is a great time to drink, though, isn't it? Minty mojitos. Brilliant. We're going to have to have mojitos for Minty Mountie Club next week. Yes, yes, that'd be cool. Okay, right. and apparently, uh, Karen's also put rum and prosecco. No, you'd oh. be really amazed. It oh, really works. It's a cocktail. So, yeah, that's loud. Yeah, essentially just homemade cocktails. Uh, can you put the link in the comments, please, just so I can be lazy and just copy it? I will try and do that now. Cool. So, okay. would you like to do it? Yes, please. Okay. So, Hannah Colton is going to be a mini Mountie. Hey, hello, Hannah. Okay. A very um, good quizzer. And I got one more when you're ready. I'm ready. I've got Sarah Kirk, who's going to be a mini Mountie too. Okay. I'm going to try and do this while we're, we might get some fierce feedback if I'm not careful here, though. Look. I'm going to put it on the Due South by Southeast uh, Facebook group. Uh, I will edit this to have a comment with it, but this is just going to be the link for the short story thing. So it's on our page uh, with no comment at the moment, just so uh, you get up there. I'm just worried if I click on the um, event right now, we're going to get an awful bit of feedback. Mm. Uh, so other than the awful feedback, we get emailed to us every week going, stop doing this. It's a bad idea. So you're going to say the awful feedback of us talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got any more on there? Yeah, well, 
agreement. So if there's anyone else busy watching, you get the hankering to be a mini Mountie, just message us. And um, look, we'll, we'll give it like five. One four, moment. Four, what? A new ROM has just entered. Oh, I want to try that. I see oh, that. Oh, cut to the spice. We had cut to the smoke before. We haven't had that I one. I didn't like so much. Is it nice? I don't know. Oh, I can't do it. It's open. I've just sniffed it. It's just arrived. We ordered it off Amazon. It's just arrived. So Gary's just like covered oh. it in. He's like, sniff it. Nicola, <laughs> I know obviously Michelle working in the hospital will be riddled with corona, but come on, wouldn't it be worth the risk for that? Uh, <laughs> and then you'll come back and you'll be riddled. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I should explain what I'm talking about there. There's a um, uh, a thing they put up online. For anyone who doesn't know, there's a show called Gavin and Stacey. And in that, there's a character called Nessa. And uh, she they did a video with her in character. And she's going, it's like, look, you've got to be sensible. Stick to the guidelines. I'm sure you're lovely. Before all I know, you're absolutely riddled. And so that's become a, a running joke in there. We're, we're not making light like corona, obviously. Oh, terribly. Okay, so uh, so that's the rums. That's the mini mountain club. I don't think we've got any more. If you do want to become a mini mountain in, uh, next week, let, let, let us have a little message. Michelle, if you see any messages, um, then just uh, make a little note of them. And we'll... I don't have any messages. Okay, well, we'll let you know if we see any. And then. Thing. Uh, riddle me right and riddle me rum. A uh, good point, Karen. We want to riddle everyone with rum. That's yeah, what we want to riddle with. Riddled with rum. <laughs> I've got to admit, this is the closest I've had felt to having a meet up with anyone since this all began. Yeah. We've actually been like they have East did a bit so you can meet up with someone in public. We've chosen to be extra cautious and yeah. not do it. And plus, to be honest with you, meet up with someone in the park, it's you know, six feet. It isn't exactly hanging out with your friends. So at the moment, we chosen to stick the other side of that um but hopefully this is really nice to do is what i'm saying michelle i know i'm joking everything but you are broadly tolerable across oh you are broadly tolerable across the internet that's the compliment i want to give you that's what i'm thinking that's about the nicest thing that is the nicest thing you've ever said to me oh. i mean actually accurate but no no i'm joking i'm joking mm. the love's real oh but uh this week I'm we have any um oh, yeah. oh i thought you were doing one of the little heart things um so that's all the orders of business before the uh before the podcast mm-hmm. we are going to start uh talking about it in a minute but i've got this one on standby just in case i want to get nicola to pour the drinks so we've got that ready during the thing but it's Nicola, it's uh, Michelle pouring the drinks at the moment. Hang on, wait a minute. I want to get Nicola to pour the drinks. Yeah, because you you can't you can say no to me. You can't say no to a ticking banner. I can say no to anybody. Ticking no, banner. It's not a person. It's not anybody. Okay. It's a thing, and you can't say no to. It's worth a try, wasn't it? Was it's worth a try. <laughs> I will not use language. You know, not push me to yeah. use language unless it's after a certain time of the evening. By the way, and and by the way, for anyone who's listened to this in the morning, your time zone, it is now nearly uh, six o'clock in our time zone, so we're not as alcoholic as we might appear. Oh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> so, Thank you. Yeah, and we, we had, had a, a sturdy lunch of uh, cheese on toast. Which so, is so nice. It was pretty oh, lovely. lovely. I had vegan cheese, obviously, being vegan. But, I had uh, a vegan pizza. 
Oh, wait, I've got to have supper. Have you? Oh. Well, you said you don't want pizzas. I want to go. Have you tried the Chicago Town um, Jack Boot Barbecue one with the stuffed mustard tomato? Mm. Really nice. I like that one. Order a giant pizza. <laughs> it's also, um, if you ever go to Aldi, that's a good one. No, I haven't, but I'd like to try it. They've got a range. What I find is they're a bit, bit stingy on the toppings. Sorry, guys, we're all going to use that. Uh, they're a bit stingy on the toppings, but you add a few extra mushrooms and a bit of extra cheese and you're away. That's my hot tip. Good to go? Yes, we are. So, guys, we're here to talk about The Edge, which I should have had another banner, but I didn't, so there we go. So, um, we haven't got any clips this week because it was going to be just too much for Ball Lake to put them in along with everything else. Uh, we are working live, so it's just all up in the air. And uh, for anyone who's listening on podcast who doesn't get what we're talking about with banners, well, it was all on there on the video. That's what I'm going to say. This is going to go up on podcast later. Uh, but, Michelle, mm-hmm. uh, have you got the synopsis there ready from IMDb? No. <laughs> have you forgotten how this works? I never get the synopsis up. You do. No, I always tell you to do it. And then you go, oh, yeah, okay, I'll get up now. No. Do you want me to get the synopsis up? Yeah. I don't yeah, do you like it. Come you know, on. There might be tricky names, and I like to throw you on that particular sword. Mm. Well, yeah. That sounds like the kind of thing you would do. I'd still live reading from my book yesterday, from my short story from the book, and I haven't uh, working, so I didn't see it. Oh, give it a watch! I mean, I think it, I think it went all right. Okay, actually, I'm, I'm quite good at characterizations, but I don't like le- reading live. It all goes back to when I was at school, and yeah, you know, whenever I was reading, the kids used to do this kind of wind up motion. It's like, come on, quicker, 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 because I read too slow, and so I kind of jitter on my words. But I've got a lot better. Okay. Okay. I think we scared off almost all of the listeners. We've got got two people watching now, but it's gone down from uh, like ten. But they come and go. This it happens. Comes with up. Life. Yeah, absolutely. So, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Fraser and Ray are assigned to the security detail for a NFTA summit, which is being eyed by a mysterious, cunning assassin. However, a botched training exercise and a security lapse lead the feds to believe that Fraser has lost his edge. So, uh, I really like Karen. Now, we were trying to keep it fairly clean, but fair enough. She's but Squid can't get it out. I don't think I said exactly that. I don't think, I don't think that's what exactly I said. Darren, Darren, I'm getting heckled on the internet now. Squid. Oh, dear. I'm going to give you the ring back now that I've heard that. <laughs> We must be married first. <laughs> yes, I'm so old fashioned that way. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, Michelle, I really like this one. I thought it was, oh, who wrote and directed it? Oh, well, I did, I did actually see, I think it was Paul Gross was there. Because there's, um, this is a really nice one. I really like the idea of, uh, I was trying to piece how old Paul Gross was during this one. I reckon he's got to be around 30. But we were saying, funnily enough, given that it's one where he's meant to be worried about losing his edge getting older, he looks younger in this one somehow. Okay, so it was directed by Richard J. Lewis, and it was created by Paul oh, Haggis, no, and written Freeman. by Seth Freeman, sorry. Yeah, Paul Haggis has always got Ryan credit course, as creator. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that's his uh, ring right? Just to give him the propers, I thought a really good episode. I, I like this idea of uh, 
of Benny struggling, getting older, and you know, did like just that moment of questioning himself a little bit. He's not actually struggling, but he. We all have that moment where we start questioning: Are we as good as we used to be? Have we still got the edge? So, kind of, it's very nice. What did you think of this one, uh, Michelle? Opening thoughts. I yeah, I did like it, but I'm not sure I would rank it as high as as you really. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think there was there was a few little things, but I don't know if you want to get into that when we kind of get to the end and we kind of do our. Oh, no. We're not getting the ratings yet. We're just we're just yeah, easing them into it. We're not getting it up just yet. Apparently, we're just just uh, well, some of us are. <laughs> microphone. Oh, sorry, sorry, microphone. It's just so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Professionalism. I know we don't have any, but we may as well. So, um, who's got the earliest note? This is the problem because you. Michelle doing all the notes. Now we've got two. Yeah. No, I've only got my notes in front of me, so it reminds me if Michelle says what it is. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, so that's what I'm doing. That Michelle, for. have you got the two sets of notes in front of you that we sent you ours and you do yours? So you just talk yeah. us through the thing. What's the first note well, you got? The first thing that I wrote was I the opening scene I absolutely loved. It started mm -hmm. off, it had this kind of like haunting music, kind of like. Take us, which ended up kind of going into more familiar music than yourself, but it was kind of haunting. And you had these, this, um, these trees, and that was kind of haunting the way they kind of panned across all these trees as well. So I really loved that. And then all of a sudden, there was like all these men out there, some SWAT team, as we come to know, like in the woods, and they kind of go towards this um, huge house, don't they? So I think, was it a, I think it might have been a hotel or something, but it was like this massive house, wasn't it? And I think you yeah. commented that it was a really dramatic opening. Actually, because yeah. they go up to the house and then they take the entire door off. <laughs> it's yeah. not like normally. Normally, that you see like people like kicking down or busting open a door, and it was just like taken off. It was just take off the whole door. Yeah, that was one of my comments when I when I wrote it over to you was take yeah. the whole door off because oh, I'm thinking I never see them bust in. When do they ever take the whole door off? <laughs> Well, I, I just loved it. It's probably because because it was a training exercise. They didn't want to pay for a second door. You know, it was the, uh, yeah. the task force trying to save a little bit of money there. Uh, Karen says that she likes it for Benny's change of costumes. He's got the black suit and the white tux, which I thought was really cool. He did look very nice in the tux, but we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to how he looks in his outfit. <laughs> yeah, but just it's a dramatic opening because, you, you know, obviously you don't know what's going on to begin with. You don't know this training exercise you just got these two guys going in very dramatically in for uh in for the mission yeah and i think because we didn't know it was training it was a bit of like oh they, they took the whole door off that's a bit strange although maybe you could say that they're if they're sneaking in somewhere they don't want to go kicking it in or something because obviously that's going to alert the person in there that, that you're coming in but yeah obviously we didn't know what was going on um yeah and then we kind of realize once they get in there we see ray first don't we i think we see ray yeah. first we're like oh okay, ray's part of this team and then we see Ben, and you were like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> what are they up to? And yeah, like, and you, you notice that they never dress like that. They never have a serious action scene like this. So, so straight away it gets you kind of like, oh, what's happened? Why are they doing this? What, what's going on here? And I just love the fact that we build up our theme quite early on as well, because one of the first things that Benny says is like that he doesn't have the shot and you can see the kind of like look in his eyes like but I've always got the shot I've always got I always know what I'm going to do yeah and he doesn't seem to know what to do here and you know neither the guys do but I think Ray is more forgiving of himself to not know what to do in a particular situation if uh, Benny ever doesn't know what to do he feels like he's failed somehow but that yeah. that's quite a structured training scenario yeah. Whereas they're used to doing 
what they do under their own terms, I suppose, rather than... Does that make I mean, any there is, sense? Yeah, there is something about the fact that Benny uh, thinks that he is an outdoorsman. He's very used to uh, working with nature and, like, spotting subtle signs. So if something's fake... Uh, have you got someone pulling faces off camera? I'm sneaking around here. <laughs> so I didn't know she was going to pop in and say hello. Well, I'm in the Magic Prime. Are you going to come on camera? Please? Nobody wanted to come on camera. Do you want to come in and just say hello? No. no. <laughs> that would have been perfect. Just we got Mini Mountain 100, Mini Mountain Prime coming in. Well, if you want to be Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so it does actually make like sense. a man-made that, scenario. Yeah, so maybe that is part of what first puts Benny off things is because he's so used to everything being natural and he can work close because everything's based on something real. Yeah. Here he's got a situation which has been manufactured and he's got nothing to go on. He's got no past relationship, nothing. You know, usually yeah. the way he takes down a villain is by mostly by a nice speech as well as his cunning. Which it know. is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's quite interesting where he's been told just to be part of the team and you know, this is our training exercise, just be part of the team. But yeah, he works so differently normally, doesn't he? So yeah, absolutely. Because then we see this hostage situation, we've got this guy, he's got this, was it, what was it he had to this woman then? Because he was talking about, we were talking about stabbing. What did he, I can't remember what he actually had. Oh, he had a, a syringe, didn't he? Oh, that's a syringe. Um, he had a syringe with something in it that caused, um, Oh, it was, it was basically going to cause a painful death, wasn't it? Multiple different diseases, I think, causing yeah. an end. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like dementia or something was like, like mentioned, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was like, completely through me. And I was like, what kind of situation are they in here right now? It was really weird. Mm. You've got this, um, okay. this um, lady oh. speaking Spanish, and I, was, and I thought that maybe she worked in the hotel. I completely didn't get it. It was a training setting at all. And then all of a sudden, it kicks off, and yeah, Benny ends up getting shot. And then for a moment, yeah. I was like, oh, Benny! But then, then we find out, you know, it was training, and everything's okay. We can calm down. Uh, we've got a comment. I can only see Facebook user, but uh, I think Benny and Ray usually work in such an instinctive, instinctual way that the very... Uh, the, the very ordered way of this throws Benny a bit. That's yeah. very good. I, I think, yeah, yeah, Benny does work a lot on instinct. And, and again, it's based on what he's already seen. So he doesn't, I think he doesn't like jumping straight in on something. Yeah. I've got distractions going on now. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, we've all become... <laughs> We've all become a BBC presenter who had his yeah. kids come in while he was filming. Oh my. Like, everyone laughed at him at the time. That's everyone at the moment. Like You, you can't do a Zoom meeting without someone coming in and distracting you. Yeah. It's just quick now. Yeah. So did you yeah. see the bit where they cut into the credits, I think, next? And uh, Ian mentioned something about Daniel Cash being removed. Oh, um, it was Hannah who made that last comment. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, um, I just noticed that Daniel Cash, it, it might have been, I think it was the, I can't remember because it's been a little while since we watched the last episode we watched. I don't know if it was the last episode where he died, but I just noticed in the credits he'd been taken off the credits at this day. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's a uh, sad moment. Well, I'll have a look, just because I need an excuse, yeah? I'll have a little drink to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pour one out into our gullets for him. Yeah, into our gullets, yeah, we can do that. And um, 
Oh, so Ray shoots Benny. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Ray shoots Benny again, which is just lovely. I love it when they have these repeating themes, like uh, Ray's car gets blown up a couple of times and he gets shot by Ray. And they just... The same with Paul Haggis was saying when I was talking to him last week, because I talked to Paul Haggis. I'm just going to mention that every other other way. Me me and my buddy Paul. (laughs) If I can get the other Paul, then I'll start dropping that one. But... uh, (gasps) Oh, as well, as well, as that well. Would be so awesome. You meant dropping the name and not just dropping Paul. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'll, I'll drop whatever either of the Pauls ask me to, because because they are the the men behind this. But if you're not very much used, there's no point dropping. Anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about? There's a couple of things I noticed in this episode already because uh, stuff which he mentioned, and he does mention about like you build up these archetypes to build them to uh, tear them down. Mm. And I think there are these on-running jokes as well, a part of that. It's like, you know, there's obviously this very serious moment where uh, Ray shoots Benny in Victoria's Secret, and now you've got this moment where he does it again. And obviously it's in training exercise, but we get to have a joke with it. So he's he's been like this really serious moment. And I get the feeling Paul Haggis, he does very, very well play a serious moment. I think I kind of look at when he can make a joke about it later. I think he's he's got that kind of uh, wicked sense of humour. And he, he talked about the kind of uh, Canadian flag, uh, which was behind me, and he mentions about how he used that kind of very cunningly, and you, you see that later on in the episode. So it's really weird. Like, after talking to him, I can already see stuff which he's mentioned in the episodes. Um, Karen's uh, come in again. It looks like he shut his eyes and pulled the trigger. <laughs> I'll never notice, I never noticed that before. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, just like I can't make this up. So, sorry, let's just go for it. <laughs> it's like a roulette. <laughs> yeah. Shooting roulette. Um. Or Russian okay. roulette is that? Shooting roulette. So, go on, yeah, Michelle. Yeah, so then they're kind of like back in their um their station, aren't they? And they have this kind of like debrief after this, going to talk about how, I was going to say how well it went or how well it didn't go. And then we find out, you know, that the We've got a Walsh, lovely Walsh scene, lovely Walsh scene there. And... Oh, 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 not just a Walsh scene, a Walsh and Thatcher scene. Yes, oh, yeah, that's right. Thatcher, and I, I love Thatcher in the scene, she's brilliant. Um, yeah, he's got Walsh, and then he brings in the Secret Service guys, and I really liked it, <laughs> they were so good. I love all the energy of this, because you've got, like, the usual kind of, like, uh, Canadian and American thing going on with the whole you know um that's often an engine kind of the different kind of cultures and the fact you've got thatcher in that room as well and then you throw in the mexican uh, contingent in there and then you throw in the secret service as well it's just kind of like a uh, really nice uh just no one's on the same page and i love the way they managed this scene that could have been a mess if not written properly it's just wonderful a bit in that we love where the uh it, you know the canadian apologizing for himself being shot yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then the um mexican is it maria her name the mexican lady uh, cortez um oh is it no is it maria cortez no i'm so sure yeah anyway this yeah the mexican lady that was in the scene and she's like why is he apologizing and they're like he's canadian <laughs> But that's the note. Did you see where I put Lemore or Emore? Yes. Because um, they were all started fussing over Benny, all the yeah, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> He's like trying to keep the... Um, oh, I actually wrote down what Thatcher actually put then. 
Uh, what does he write? Uh, oh, what's that? Oh, we know. Yeah. Let me show you. Yes, I was trying to find something. So she starts cleaning off this one fake blood on Benny, doesn't she? And then Thatcher kind of like, she's like, get out of the way. We, we clean off our own personnel here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Transylvanian as well. He's mine. He's all mine. Oh, oh, oh. mine. One. One. Man. Poor man. <laughs> yeah. But then they have a little moment between them there, yeah. don't they? Um... Oh, by the way, when I was doing my reading yesterday, if anyone does want to uh, check out, if you go to the Doctor Squeeze Show page, I hosted the uh, book launch yesterday. And when I was doing my reading, because there's some Canadian characters, if you want to have a bit of a laugh at me trying to do a Canadian accent, then I do them. <laughs> well, 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 well what... <laughs> so that's by the by. Um, oh, yeah, so the lady was uh, played by Maria Rangel, and it's Anita Cortez. Oh, oh, so I got the name. How funny is that? I thought her name was Maria in the program, but it's Maria in real life. Anyway, because uh, all Mexicans are called Maria. <gasps> you racist, Michelle. Racist. Well, but, I, oh God, I'm so used to doing this on audio. When we say stuff like that, it is of course a joke. I just feel like because it's on video, somehow I should highlight that. I am just joking. We are not. We, we, no, not even a little bit. Okay. Well, you're right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's telling everyone that. She's a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> he thinks it's funny. It's not funny. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, no but she's one of the Romanians coming over here. <laughs> that's, that's another joke. Sorry, I am only messing about. Of course, we we love all, all races and nationalities, and it's all cool. Mm. Uh, Hannah's put, distracting from what I was saying, I love how Ray almost teases Thatcher with his rolled eyes too whenever she uh, flaunts, flirts fawn, over Benny. Uh, fawn, oh, thorns. Oh, thorns. Is that how you spell thorns? Thorn, as in thorns. Oh, yeah. I thought it was thorns Not over. thorns as in jabby jabby. I thought it was thorned over someone. Like, you know, you, you're thorn weaving around somewhere. Oh, oh. no, fawn is like, um, yeah. Every day's a school day, as they say. Yeah. I also love you there, but you know, I, again, a spelling. Well, you're not correct in the spelling. I just oh, didn't no, realize that. I was would be wrong. I'm, I'm, I've learned today as well. We're always learning. Today's a school yeah. day. So we find out from these um, lovely um, secrets. I couldn't think of the word secret service. <laughs> I thought it's complicated, <laughs> isn't it? I know. It's really, it's really difficult. So we find out from there that there's this um, summit coming up and there's this kind of worry of security. And that's why they were doing this training in the first place, wasn't it? And then we kind of move on from this scene. So um, Benny goes to collect the security code for this summit that they're supposed to be attending. And this is where it all kind of starts kicking off a bit. So he goes and he has to give out some really kind of personal information as well, doesn't he? He can't even see the person he's given out this information to. Did you notice his uh, mother's maiden name, which you mentioned? I did. Yes, I did. Yes, yeah, so Nicola, you wrote this down as well, that mother's maiden name. So it gives out all this personal information. I gave her that. But the mother's maiden name was Pinson. Yeah. Which is uh, obviously yeah. Fraser Senior, Gordon Pinson. Gordon Pinson plays Fraser Senior, yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah, so he gives out all this personal information, he walks away with the code, and then he picks up on just the weirdest things, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. The weirdest thing too was that the way the man stamped it. 
Yeah. You yeah. know, the, the thing I loved about that is the bit which I always, it always stuck in my mind as one of those little detective moments. So, like, there's all these different things. In every episode, there's always something which, uh, just a minute detail which Benny noticed, which kind of just helps them kind of uh, get to the next bit of the, the puzzle. And just for some reason, that thing of the stamp and how he stamps it and someone who's working all day, that always stuck in my head as a, a kind of thing you might see in Sherlock Holmes. Some, you know, yeah. Some, it's great. But actually, I put down here uh, knowledge. And the reason I wrote that is because when he went to the sort of the office bit and the line was down, he was doing his mother's maiden, blah, blah, blah. Where did, how did this guy know what to say? <laughs> how did he? Do you know what? Yeah, I'd love one. Um, how did he know what to say? How did he know what to ask for security-wise? That's the thing I I thought. Mm. Well, they I think they rearranged these answers when they're sent through so that he knows to... Yeah, but how did the man, the guy, how does he know what he's going to come in for at that precise moment and ask for? Um, well, no, because then uh, they say who they are, and then they ask the questions relevant to that person. Yeah, but he knows the questions to ask for. The guy, the baddie, knew the guy's on Markon. Mercon? He's got a Mercon. He's got a Mercon. Mercon. He's got a Mercon. And he knew what to ask. That's all that I thought at the time. So I'm just having too much fun playing with a little ticker tape. I know, stop playing with the ticker tape. Get the drinks rolling. Girl, yes, miss. Honestly. See the way she treats me. I, yeah, I mean, I know anyway. I treat you well, otherwise you'd have a butler outfit on and you'd be... Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> and Karen's got a screenshot of Ray shooting and it really does look like he closes his eyes posted on the oh, Due South by Southeast page. Awesome. Thank you. We're loving this interaction. I'm loving this. This yeah, is a nice way to do it. I mean, it's a shame that we can't all be in the same room, but this is quite a nice way to do it, actually. Actually, yeah. Michelle, maybe when we go back, like we can uh, do some more live episodes like this. It'd be fun. It's fun we're doing. Just to be clear, we're making drinks. What you can hear is nothing else. Yeah, I'm not having a wee off, off camera. <laughs> Do you have tea or tub to rum in this Yeah, one? chuck it in. Shut up. Double rum again. We're obviously like... What'd you say? I said you two are going crazy over there, mixing your rums. Well, well we're doing Michelle type. We want to do Michelle type version. The thing is with us, I think, as well, is I always know, if I'm doing a record, the first thing I'll say to people, oh, I know it's going to be a heavy day or a heavy night because I'm recording <laughs> you south. Get so we're currently putting half a bottle each in because Ian's trying to get the measure correct on each. Well, you don't want to be stingy on one and not on the other. <laughs> anyway, next note, Michelle. Yes. Next note, moving on from your... Yeah, so obviously, so Penny is picking up on the fact that he's not happy with the way this man is stamping it. Like, you know, he would have ten and nine by now, surely. He'd be rolling it, not stamping that hard. So they head back there um, to see what's going on. And Sorry, I've been told off the point. So they find that the original clerk that should have been there is tied up. He's on the floor, he's tied up, so they release him, and luckily he's fine. And then there's a letter, so, and they take this letter. And then there's another ball scene then. Is that another watch? 
Secret Service, because oh, the yeah. next note I wrote was yeah. Dicks from Secret Service. So, Michelle, I'm still talking, sorry. I wrote down they were busting your balls. <laughs> <'Cause> they... <laughs> and we actually put about a couple of dicks being in there, which were detectives, yeah. and you crudely write about balls. But that's, yeah, but that's correct, though, because the dicks were, the dicks were busting balls. <laughs> I think it was okay to put up other dicks, but when you put balls into it, it gets a bit rude. Too much sorry, I'm sorry. That's too far, wasn't it? If anyone's joined us, I'm sorry that we do use a bit of... Um, it's a mature theme. We put one the warning up front if they're yeah, late. Somebody might join us with children, so... Oh, yeah, sorry. We're, we're trying to keep it PG-13, as I say. Like, it's, yeah. it's not going to be completely innocent, but we'll try not to go to any... Oh, so we'll work on that. <laughs> not tonight. Um, yeah, I, mean, I was quite shocked actually. I mean, the way they were talking to to Benny, because I think he was already had like after the training, I think he was already like starting to feel some doubts within himself. He's stripping. And, and yeah, then he, unfortunately, like Benny, they're never loaded. <laughs> and then these three guys are sitting there telling him, "You're not as good as you used to be, are you?" Basically, you know, all oh, your eyesight's fading. You know, because they're asking all these questions. Oh, that's quite cool. We're laying around <laughs> Um, Yeah, so they're like, you know, what did he look like? He couldn't tell them what they looked like, but he could like describe his hands, and he was like, well, I think he was out in the sun a lot. But these little details that that he can that he has picked up on, and then I, and I just kind of thought, you know what? The way they're kind of digging into him, like, oh, you you didn't pick anything up, did you? He actually noticed that there was something wrong just by the way the man stamped it. I mean, they could have walked out of there and not known anything, but he knew something was wrong, and he went back and picked it all up, and he just got no props for that at all, did he? They went like, oh, well done for figuring out that something wasn't up. It was just like, well, why didn't you notice more? So I thought I thought they were really, really hard on him. And I think that... that yeah, really I think they were being nice. I mean, like, yeah, if, if, if they've never... No if, if they've noticed a guy isn't who they say they are just based on the way they stamp something, then they can talk. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I mean, would they have picked up on that? I bet they wouldn't have. I bet they wouldn't have, but, you know, our Benny did. Yeah, our well, Benny did. Our Benny did. <laughs> Good for him. Of course, then we, um, then we went to his apartment, didn't we? So he's... <laughs> I love the way he just talks about all his problems to deep. The deaf dog, he talks about his... Well, wolf, wolf, not dog. Did you also notice that when he's doing that, he's having his little psychiatrist moment with Deef, and yeah. uh, he's looking down as he's eating the thing, and then suddenly, halfway through, uh, Benny looks up like uh, as if to go, you, yeah, Dad, yeah, what you said. Anyway, back to my food. Like, he's totally into his food. Like, that Dottie would be exactly the same, just not listening. She'd be choose. She's more selectively deaf, but D Dottie Baker would have been like, you know, just like, yeah, that, that's a crime. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just bring up a bit of interesting conversation that was brought up on uh, things? So, well, someone should have some interesting conversation on this. Sorry, show. it's just interesting as I was <laughs> reading it. So, um, Karen said, I really dislike the Thatcher Fraser relationship. Incredibly Ooh. unprofessional, if not downright harassment. The show tries to make it right by having Fraser encourage her subtly, like the look he gives her when she's wiping him off. 
but it's just gross and not the good kind of gross. <laughs> Love it. And then Hannah's come in and said, I agree with you, Karen, not a fan of that relationship for numerous Ooh. reasons, but the professionalism is one big, is a big one, which is true, really, because you wouldn't have that. I mean, if you were in your, your job, as a, you know, what you do, you wouldn't, that wouldn't happen, really, would it? It, it, it would be no. being professional to... And if you think about it, if it was the other way around and it was a male in charge doing that to a woman, people would have viewed that very, very different if he just walked up and start, you know, touching them. Yeah, it still is, isn't it? Because well, it sorry, deemed... Which bit, which bit of it are we objecting to? To like, we're just saying if it was the other way round. Yeah, but what what's she doing that we're objecting to? Only because I think for most, it's only at this early stage in it. There's bits later on which uh, may be a kind of a bit more questionable. But I think at this early stage, he is more the one who's instigating. She's actually quite rude and nasty to him as a subordinate. Or is that what we're saying? Or are we saying their relationship kind of thing? Then her hitting on him. What? Which bit of what we saying? Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. That's more answer that but no i can kind of see where they're coming from mm. yeah I, i'm not i'm just i'm just wondering because like I, I would say in this uh in in the idea of them kind of like courting one another that's not really like that's kind of sneaked in a bit at the end and it's actually benny who asks her out so i think that's it's okay but i do agree the way he treats she treats him as a subordinate is kind mm. of very like, very kind of yeah. like just as in you know just treating him like dad I, I don't know. So you were cutting out quite a bit there. Like the, I don't know, the uncomfortable. I'm sorry, everybody. Paul, Paul, Hopefully we're good. okay. Hopefully you're all seeing us still. We've read a couple of bits there. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Because my, my feeling is that uh, I'm not excusing the way it's gone. Yeah, good Can everyone still hear us out there? I can hear now you now. a bit. The visual's still off a little bit, but I can't um, hear you better. Sorry, guys. Um, you can't have, uh, you can't have an equitable relationship with subordinates. If you have the power to review someone, you shouldn't be in a romantic relationship. I do. I've seen it. Sorry, guys. We might be going in now a bit. Uh, we're just going to have to keep talking. What I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start recording this separately so that if we lose anything in the sound, we've got to record it. Uh, so just be one second while I start that doing. I've, I've just, I was just going to take the uh, volume from the from the episode, but oh, so try. So we should now be uh, Michelle. Can you just say something? Uh, yeah, a bit. Michelle. So at the moment, I can hear you perfectly fine. It might just be that there's a slight uh, a bandwidth thing. It just happens. Uh, squeeze side is freezing periodically. Can you hear us though, Karen, or is it our audio going out as well? Uh, we've got Benny just coming in and uh, Dottie in tow. This is our Benny coming in on, on the camera. I haven't seen him for such a long time. Hello, Benny. So this is Benton, or Benny for short. Named after Benton, of course. Yeah, it's our little Benton. Okay, so anyway, we're talking about the romantic dynamic between the guys. Yeah. I, I do, do see what they're saying about, like... Uh, relationships if someone's giving a review to someone that they can't be dispassionate i think if anything in the earlier days that that thatcher tries to push benny away just as a person let alone any romantic thing because she's going to prove herself as a strong female uh, boss and i think she's really cruel to him because of that he then 
I think it's him fancying her. Like in these early episodes, you see him. Like this is the first time you see him mask her out, and then it kind of melts her yeah. kind of hard facade. And I'm not saying that's appropriate. I'm not saying maybe she should at that stage say, "No, sorry, that's inappropriate. You're my subordinate. I'm not going to do it." But I think it's about her learning to be honest as a, a woman. Like, and it never really becomes a relationship. There is a few certain moments. But I don't. Know, it's interesting. I, I think it's an interesting point. No, I think I just read a really good thought actually from Hannah. Um, she says, "Oh, puppy." No, that was Karen. Oh, okay. <laughs> read, read the names. Um, but um, no, it's a really good point actually that you you can't if you are someone's. Uh, um, I'm not going to use superior. the word superior. You don't say job sense like, superior. Uh, Just in that term. Oh, for Christ's sake, someone's boss. All right, someone's boss, <laughs> manager. And the thing is, is that you cannot be nasty to someone or then be nice to them because you've got a conflict with your feelings for them because then that isn't professional. You have got to go there and leave everything else at the door. You know, whether they end up in a relationship, you can't for everyone to see. You know, that can't be an inner conflict and a sort of visual conflict when you're in a business. I mean, Karen's putting that it uh, doesn't matter who's pushing it, yes, she should, should have, as in sort of said, no mm. uh, co-commanding officer. No, I, again, I, I'm not I'm not disputing it as a as a general fact. I'm just saying how the dynamics work in this episode is kind of interesting and in the show. Mm. Uh, for me... The only thing I would say is, like, I like it for drama purposes. In the real world, if something like this was going on, it would be inappropriate and... If not handled, it, it could be handled a lot worse as a drama. Let me put it that way. I think it's handled okay as the drama, and he isn't—he is treated badly by her, as in she's very tough on him. I don't think in the relationship within the show. I don't know. Maybe I'll feel differently as I watch more of them back. Um, but I don't remember it being like that. He is um, abused based on that relationship. But again, Karen is really right just to have that relationship of someone, someone's boss in a military situation of any kind, like a police situation, it isn't appropriate. I'm not kind of arguing that point. I just think the way they've handled it in the show for dramatic purposes kind of, I think, works, certainly to this point. Just from an interesting point of view as well, um, and I know this, I'm sorry if this is not relevant in any context, but it just... Why would we apologise now for that? But it just reminded me of this as well from a safety point of view. Because if you've got two people like that, you wouldn't be able to work together in the field, so to speak. Because there was a story where there was two brothers on a submarine or as a ship or something like that. I can't remember the vessel. And the vessel went down. Probably a boat, actually. The vessel went down. And the so actual... two seamen went down? Yes. Went down, no seamen. Come on, continue. Um, so the, the two brothers went down. The... But however, they saved each other. So... The common, the common thing is now you shouldn't work with people that obviously would be in that sort of relationship with because, yeah. So that was just coming to my head. I know that makes no difference to the power imbalance, but no, it just came into my head that Ka- people, yeah. Karen's added a, an interesting point, which we've added several times when, on different episodes. It, it was the yeah. 90s. I don't think we're flying yeah, now. So yeah. there was an episode like the, the one which we've gone back to quite a few times is the uh, one... Can't put this, this. I don't know what she's talking about. I think it's probably something that Nicola said. Oh. Anyway. Uh, I'm just going to quickly pop out for a second while we're discussing this, okay? And I'll be back very, very... Are you going for a wee? Are you going for a wee? Have I said something naughty? Sorry, I think I've got a banner for that somewhere. Michelle going for a wee? Oh, I must have forgotten to set up. Sorry, but Michelle ah. is going for a wee, in case anyone's keeping track. Uh, but, yeah... The thing which we commented on before, there was an episode called Chicago Holiday, the two-parter, 
where there is a lot of kind of um, sexualization of a 15-year-old girl. And uh, that's in there. There's a, a cabbie who wants to see her going skinny dipping, which is referenced in there. Yeah. That seems very yeah. icky now. I think even for the um, Come From All Rum, it's, it's what counts. Yes. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But I think, I mean, it's, it wasn't cool in the 90s. I think maybe, though, there was... A, I think certainly we've got more and more aware of um, sexual politics and how we frame sexuality in shows. Mm -hmm. Like, I think... I'm trying to put this correctly because I'm really... I am actually genuinely not trying to stand on any pins and needles here, but mm. I think maybe back then there was a slight thing of like, uh, oh, well, a 15-year-old might be doing that and a cabbie who didn't know her age, it has to be said. I don't think it was mentioned in front of him. Maybe it was. Mm. I can't remember... I probably did mention whether or not it was at the time. It's very interesting, though, because there's a lot of stuff in the show, which I think generally where it does stand up very well as a show, which was filmed almost 30 years ago, there's some bits when you see and you go, whoa, that's a big jarring yeah. thing. And I think uh, Karen and... Uh, uh, who else was it? Sorry, Absolutely. Talking, uh, Hannah Karen, was Karen and Hannah, about. of course. The only thing All is, right. and we've said this many times, is, is this happens with a lot of shows where you watch it and you think, ah, that you, you wouldn't say that now. However... What it does is because... Sorry, sorry. Michelle has finished having her pee now. Sorry, as you were saying, Nicola. So, um, you know, sorry. What I was saying was we watch these programmes and you do watch some a lot of the 80s shows. You know, I was particularly watching Knight Rider the other day thinking, oh, my gosh. Um, but, um, you know, the thing what happens is, is, is a lot of people say, oh, we shouldn't have these shows. But the only thing is you can learn from them and you realise how far we've come. Yeah, from watching them, and that's oh, kind of definitely some good you stuff. can see it. So even though you can see where we were, and you go, no, that is so not right. You can now go, well, we've come far. We can keep going further than that. Yeah, and that's kind of a good reminder. That's the thing. It's like these people who get so defensive over, like, uh, oh, we're not allowed to show that now. And a lot of people have said stuff like, you know, it's like, well, like probably we'll watch stuff that we're doing right now back, and we'll go. Oh, that was not ideal. And we think it's fine now, but we can't see outside the time we're in or the kind of acceptable norms of the time mm. we're in. We will learn stuff we don't know about today and we will see what we're doing back as inappropriate. It doesn't mean it was intended to be that way. Like Karen's put that uh, we were talking about Chicago Holiday before when Benny's in charge of a 15-year-old girl mm. who's perved on by a cab driver. Karen's put, more than that, a senior male constable being put in charge of an unattended minor would not, not work now, not in capitals. And she's right. Again, we've learned that, like, pretty much, like, it probably, well, you like to think it wouldn't happen then, but it probably, it might have done. That probably is actually realistic yeah. to the times, but it seems so yeah, alien absolutely. to us now. But we probably all watched that at the time and thought that, yeah, that that didn't seem as jarring probably to us then when we watched well, it. Well, yeah, because nobody Pro was told any, you know, nobody was shown the way in any different way and what could be better. And now we are. In fact, you know. I'll even say maybe to, to some women watching the show, it was more obvious than to, to male watch. You know, maybe I'm being blinded by my gender's kind of power imbalance. Like, I don't know. I, I like to, I try not to be, but I know there's certain stuff which I don't see because it doesn't affect me in the same way. I think I'm, I'm more attuned to that than some people, but... Well, though I do have to say, though, that even... But Nicola, sorry, Michelle, let me explain it to you a bit more. No, sorry, go on. But even as a woman, like things that I used to watch like many, many years ago, you know, I wouldn't pick up on things. And I think I was just generally more accepting of the way women were treated back then, because that's that's what you used to see. So you just kind of accepted what you see. Or And now as things have progressed, I watch things back 
and they affect me now. And like I think, oh, can get away with that nowadays. <laughs> you know, or it has more of an impact now. But back then, I would just watch it and accept it. And you know, so I, I think it's not just like a male like watching it back then that would have been like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I do think it's on a whole our views have changed. There were certainly some things that we were less aware of as men, though, that I think probably women were dealing with. We just, if, if we were men, some men who weren't doing it and some men who maybe weren't in tune to what we were doing because we didn't realise how effective it, affecting it was, now that's more talked about. So, yeah. Sorry, I just keep thinking of crappy facts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, because it just reminded me, <laughs> as my brain does, there was that thing um, where back in history... Um, Poor, poor families, poor women, more so, were given uh, fish heads to cook with. And then one day, women got together and said, "If we're eating these, where's the rest of the fish?" Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, it's that whole yeah. thing of like probably the other thing is it's what you're fighting over at the time. So, like, uh, women first of all had to fight. We will get back to the episode in a second. <laughs> Karen's just put a very good comment, but. Like before that they could deal with men slapping them on the ass. Women probably had to deal with getting the vote and being like uh, treated as an actual whole person and being, you know, given uh, an equal pay, which they still don't. But those are probably fights which were taken first. And then they could get on stuff like now we can... Probably the reason why we didn't see stuff like that so generally is because women were dealing with a lot worse and i know i don't know how we we've gone to this because sorry I yeah i know and it's just sorry if it, sorry i know i'm going to mention yourself again and we should get back on it yeah. but you know if you go back i always thought um all through my life that i would be part of the suffragette movement if if i was i was there at the time and yeah. then when you look into it more and it's a great movement you know they're just the most amazing women I um you would see that women that were suffragettes would often lose their families. Um, so obviously, I know it sounds awful, but you'd lose the husband. There you go. But <laughs> the the children, you would lose your children as well. So you know these remarkable women actually forewent their children to do this. And I then look and went, could I give my daughter up? For this, and then you start thinking, wow, you know, could I give Danielle up, who's my daughter, to do that? And it, you know, it's very selfless, but it then makes you think, actually, all these years I've gone, yeah, I would definitely. It then makes you sit back and think, that's how pe women were, you know, pushed back into their, should I say, say their little box. Yeah. You know, everything was emotional blackmail, really, wasn't it? And Sorry. I, no, no, I, I, I wanted, no, I on, wanted to go. definitely give the last comment on that to women. So, like, you know, mm. I was I was doing my propers. But let's get back to the episode of Juice South. <laughs> so uh, Karen's put a lovely comment. And this is something I do love moments where you see what uh, Stephen Baker's got compared to Benny. Even <laughs> Sometimes Benny's sleeping on the floor while Dave's in the bed. In fact, quite often in the episode, she's just put that... Uh, I, I got to the dog's dinner scene and I'm pleased that Benny has a tablecloth even on his own. He owns a tablecloth and two pillows, which is, yeah, classic deep right there. Oh, and, and the fact he has his little dream. Yeah, so it starts off that like Benny, you know, obviously like, like <laughs> Benny's had his like moment where he's, he's just like, so like deep, isn't he? He said he's like, you know, Benny's like his, uh, deep's like his counsellor, who <laughs> just like, 
Uh, and then he goes to sleep and then he has these dreams about these insecurities that he's having at the moment. He's like, I'm getting older. I'm not as good as I used to be. You know, I'm losing my senses and, and all this lot. And then he dreams. And at first, I have to say, at first, I didn't understand, like, the children part of it. And I was like, well, what's all these kids? Because it was based on a, re- a true thing. Was it based on a true thing with the, the um, Canadian president? Yes, that, that was based on real events in the 90s, I think. I think it was. And... Yeah. Like a real... yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. That, that's one of the cats. Sorry, just knocking oh. it. Michelle, why are you getting so angry about this? Deep just had a dream. I mean, it worked out fine. He was okay in the end. I was upset for him too. You know what I want to do there? You know when you're in a pub and someone drops a glass and you go, hey! <laughs> that, was, um, that was fluffy. He's just knocked a few things off the table. <laughs> Oh, Fluffy the stray cat, which is now part of your family. Yeah, we've taken him in. <laughs> He's just knocked a few things off the table. It's got not my drink, so we're okay. It wasn't my drink. Um, virtual cuddle to everyone. No, I'm just trying to get it so that uh, the light is a bit better because I noticed that we're coming through a bit dark. So, you mean you don't want to virtually cuddle anyone? No, I'll virtually cuddle uh, everyone, <laughs> but, uh, well, but I'm, not trying to get it so that, I'm just trying to get a light. He does virtual cuddles after 10. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, due south by southeast after dark. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, what I was going to say was, like, at first I didn't quite understand that it was kids that were kind of like, kind of like telling him off, kind of telling him he's not good enough, wasn't it? And then I kind of thought, oh, is this because he feels like he's getting too old and then he's got this younger generation yeah. that, um, you know, they're still in their prime, they've still got all their senses and everything and they've still got all physically, mentally, they're in their prime. And then he's like the old man. I wonder if that was like the dynamic that was going on there and they're kind of like yeah we're younger than you we're better than you and you're not good enough and I thought maybe that was that was it that was the dynamic so actually well, I think um, really sorry I could, Mr. Beginning is that on Deep Stream where he's like the younger pup coming up by you no but Benny same <laughs> thing I suppose yeah yeah, so that's what I, I kind of like thought afterwards. I was, at first of all, I was like, why Why is he listening to these kids? <laughs> why does he care what these kids are yeah. thinking? But actually, I think it was this kind of like dynamic of the ages and the abilities and everything. So I think, yeah, I think that was a very clever thing that they um kind of put in there. And of course, then we go on to Deep's dream. And I absolutely yeah. love that they kind of show Benny's dream and then they show Deep's, no, Deep and Baker's dream. I was like, oh, that is a clever move. And also, and then of course, and I was like, oh, no, wolves. <laughs> the thing was, I, I was thinking, I was thinking a bit logically when uh, uh, Benny had his dream and he, he saw the kids there and, you know, he's like uh, feeling insecure. I was like, oh, I feel really bad for him. Then you see Deep Stream, I'm like, no, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Oh. And just the look on his face. I've seen that look on uh, Dottie's face where it's like, uh, well, I can't have any of that food, that kind of look. And they just break yeah. your heart with it. Actually, it's a bit sad this week. Dottie had a little bit of an accident. She um, she was with her, her mummy. So, like, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, our dog Dottie spends one week here, one week with my ex-wife, Claire. And when she was with Claire, she'd gone to pick something off the pavement, as, of course, a Labrador would. Mm-hmm. And she got a fish hook through her lip. Yeah, and she's bear. okay, but like, just I mean, that is the only I only bring this up because that's the only look I could see in my head was her looking just like, What? Why am I good fish hook from my lip? Just 
Just the thought of her being upset just killed me. Sorry, just... I just visioned her going, and I haven't even got a fish with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's. there's two things I worked out. One is probably, uh, you know, this was, uh, Clary said this, it was probably, it was bin day. Uh, it was bin day. And it's possible when someone's bin was getting emptied out, it fell on the ground. Yeah. And then mm. I think it's probably, it smelled of fish still. If it was used recently, Possibly. then that's probably, but anyway, it's just, oh, it broke my heart. But that was the same thing which happened when I saw this look. Uh, we've got a few comments here just very quickly. Uh, I, I do love Karen's comment here that uh, it was uh, with regards to your crashing in the background. And uh, my dad said no meal was official until someone dropped or knocked something over. He had five kids. Five. That's just a glutton for punishment. Ah, so I just got to the airport seeing Gross in that black suit trying to imagine him shopping with Ray for a suit. Unfortunately, we watched in advance. We weren't doing so. Maybe we should have made it clear this isn't a watch along, but I hope you are enjoying your watch along. But we watched in advance because we're in different locations. We thought this would be easier. Yeah. And we're just talking about it. Uh, Hannah, uh, do you want to read your Hannah comments? Yeah, yeah. But I, I was just going to say, Karen, I can appreciate that because I'm one of six. So I, I can appreciate Breed the... Breed like uh, flies. <laughs> I can appreciate the uh, larger <laughs> siblings there. One of six. And one, yeah. Um, so where are we? So... Uh, oh, so after the um, sunset, we're going to go to the airport, don't they? Oh. So they're all... Oh, oh, we're still doing the comments on the group. Sorry, it's still... We're just doing the comments from the group. Oh, okay. Michelle, can you hear me now? Yes. Have you got your ears in? Yeah, I'll put my hearing aid on. <laughs> okay, you want so, me to go? Yeah, go on, go on. Uh, so, Karen was just saying, just got to the airport scene. Gross is in that black suit, trying to imagine him shopping with Ray for a suit. <laughs> Hannah wasn't a fan of the black suit in this episode. He strikes me a little as... He strikes me... Oh, a little as wet. Sorry, I do apologise. As little as wearing his dad's suit. Yes, because it's just yeah. not him, is it? It just doesn't look like him. Um, you know, so yeah, I just think there's some loving it, some, some not so loving the uh, suit. But I agree, it's not. It just. I think I mentioned, and I looks a bit different. But I think it's because I was so used to him wearing his Mountie outfits. Yeah, yeah. This episode was like, wow, you look so different. But funny enough, I think he does look a bit baby faced in this episode for some reason. I don't know why. Like he's just. I enjoyed all these kind of outfit changes um, during this. Actually, it was like all these like new, different like looks popping up, and he looked good in all of them. And all of them was like, oh, oh, nice what outfit? Oh, nice white. You know, it was a bit like this throughout the episode. Well, again, it's another thing which um, Paul Haggis mentioned of like uh, him being, he, he creates archetypes to then tear them down. So you're so used to seeing him in the red suit and that's how he looks. And that's how he looks. You get used to what, what and who Benny is. Then you can play around with that. You can see a few different sides, see a few different uh, shades in him, uh, not just in the outfit. Yeah. It's like the old gag, oh, seeing you with your clothes on, you look so different. As you said to me that night. I did. <laughs> Uh, okay ne next comment michelle next comment oh was it to me oh sorry we're back to me yeah so we're in we're in the airport and and then i think at this point like benny is just kind of it's so in this kind of like mindset it's like i have to spot them i have to find the person and i think i can't remember if we've got to that point now where he he thinks it's somebody that's in the swap team doesn't he no i don't know if i'm going oh. Is it the? Oh, um, I've gone beyond myself. There. Yeah, because he, he he's looking for like this assassin. Yeah, and he, so he you know, and he's already concerned that he's losing all of his senses and everything. So I think he's kind of like hyper um, 
I don't know what the word is, but he's like, he's really on the lookout. And then he thinks he spots something and he's like, right over there. They've all got the like, little earpieces in, haven't they? Very 90s earpieces in. Yeah. And yeah. everybody kind of like goes for this like one person and there's this like chase through the airport and everything. And then he can't see anything. And then they're, again, they're doubting him again. Mm. That then makes him doubt what he's seen as well. And he's like, well, I think I saw a gun. And he's like, yes, <laughs> we know how good you are. But then everybody's doubting him. Well, I love it. When he's answering it, you can see, like, the way he, this, this, I mean, just Paul Gross is so wonderful. You see him in his eyes that he's questioning himself, but he's answering yes. Like, yeah. it, like yeah. you have to sell that exactly right to convey like that, the level of acting on that, I think, is wonderful because you know, yeah. Ray's asking him and Ray's backing up. He's like, if you say, he's basically saying, if you say yes, I will go with you one hundred percent of the way. When Benny says yes, he goes right. Benny says yes. That's just fact. That's it. Print it. Yeah. Take the papers. Yeah. That's it. And you can see like Benny's questioning himself, but he's still saying yes. He's still betting on himself enough to still push himself forward. I, I love that. That's a wonderful scene for that. Yeah, and we we already know that. This assassin is in the airport because we've seen this like this guy chloroform another guy in the toilet. We've seen this and we know he's he has seen what he thinks he's seen. But these like secret service guys are just doubting him so much. But Ray is always he always believes him, doesn't he? So I think no matter what, Ray would be up there running with everybody anyway. Yeah, Hannah's just put uh, which is uh, quite clever from a sta staging point of view. He's not himself in this episode, and it contributes to yeah. that feel, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they've also put a very clever comment that um, where he seems a bit paler in this episode, mm. and he, against the uh, brown uniform, I think it was the uh, comment. I think that's why, it, that might contribute to why he looks a bit younger, because it would like maybe kind of uh, flush out the wrinkles uh, in his youthful, face. Yes. They, they didn't put about the wrinkles, but I think that's what they're getting at. And, well, I think that's possibly it. So is that, that's key to life, then? Well, they did like darker colors are meant to be more flattering, and maybe that's part of it mm. because your skin looks lighter in comparison to it, and mm. it washes out the wrinkles a bit. There you I go. Know. And yeah, Karen's put so rightly that uh, Ray's the ultimate loyal oh, friend. Oh, absolutely. Are you you holding uh, some, something to read? I'm just trying not to laugh. <laughs> Why? Why? I'm holding because Gary's trying to make me laugh. Gary, bring him in. Gary, put them away and come come on camera if you want to. Show everybody your new hairdo, Gary. They want to see your new hairdo. Come in, come in, come in. It's only Ian and Nicola. It's only Ian and Nicola. Pop your head in. Hello. Hello. Hey, Gary. It's all gone. It's all gone. We're locked out, dude. So everyone, everyone, bear in mind when I first yeah, knew Gary, he had long flowing locks. He looked like Genghis Khan. I used to compare him to. He had like he had the thing that the like if you seen Bill and Ted, that look he had down, and now look what's happened to him. He's going Phil Mitchell on us, which is a character we've been Well, luckily the hairline's holding up. I was a bit worried, but. Needs to be done. Yeah. All the yeah. It's all that gaming you do, isn't it? You've gone for the Doom look. <laughs> Karen's just said new hairdo or no hairdo. Yeah. <laughs> Both. That's pretty much it at the moment, yeah. You're going in your stain. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So we're at. I can hear you a lot clearer now, by the way, Michelle. I don't know if you're just speaking louder or what. I don't know. Drunk you get, the louder you get. That's it. Drink more, we'll hear you better. 
next time I'll be drunker before we start. <laughs> uh, For professional reasons only, obviously. <laughs> yeah, because we're very professional in this show. Yeah. I'm nothing but professional. So Ray was protecting Benny very admirably. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. And there was... Um, but very rightly, I think around this time it was the double crossing comes in as well. Like a wonderful scene where they all say to each other, like, don't trust the others. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a brilliant bit actually. Um like, yeah, that was an airport scene, wasn't it? When the like the Americans are saying, Oh yes, yeah, we got a double that's gonna go in first. And they're saying all this stuff and they're like, but don't tell the Mexicans. And then the Mexicans are like, Yeah, we know they've got a double going in first, and they think we're not paying attention, and you know, there was this kind of thing going on. The Mexicans used the word gringo, which I liked. Oh, gringo. <laughs> I've seen I've watched a lot of narcos. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of gringo in that. <laughs> Pouring a bit of uh, seasoning on the pronunciation there. Gringos. Gringos. <laughs> I don't. Is it gringo? Gringo or gr oh, I don't know. Oh, no, sorry, not gringo. Sorry, narcos. Narco, sorry. Yeah, narco, narcos. It's narcos, isn't it? I, I, maybe narco, that's narco, narco, narcos. Maybe it's in the show. I think it's narcos. Narcos. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Let's call the whole thing off. Are we at the bit where they come up with, uh, you know, where they sort of suggest who they think the assassin is, or they yeah, do the, a, yeah. you know, so we, I've got his sixties tree hugging woman because they kind of do this profile, don't they? And they say we know what it is. It's a woman, you know, one of those that tree hugs and yeah, yeah. <laughs> know, secret service. They use the letter. To profile this person, and they came up with me. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, tree hugging hippie. Yeah. Did you do it, Michelle? Yeah. Did you do it between uh, classes at uh, performing arts? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, performing arts. Hi, Michelle. Yeah. Oh God. Has has your little book pile of books fallen as well? <laughs> like that she sits on, so she can be visible to the camera. No, I'm on. Right. <laughs> My laptop's on four books. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me, as Shaggy said. Although we've just recently read that it could be him. Shaggy had a piece of game that he actually... Oh, there was a thing, yeah, it was a, yeah, was a joking article online. It's like, uh, even Shaggy admits it might have been him. <laughs> but then it wasn't me. It wasn't me. He put a comment saying Animal Farm. So you're going to have to go with that, and we don't. We do mean Animal Farm, the book. Um, yeah, not that. Not one. not the film. That's probably. Yeah, I was going. That was the one I was going to ask you about. Animal Farm. Yeah. What was that? Yes. About? What do you think? Because at one bit they say uh, we're all equal, but some of us are more. Well, yeah, we're all important here, but some of us are more important than the others. Mm. There's some line which echoes that line from Animal Farm. All animals are created equal. It is what they put in the rules of animals at the beginning of the book when they take over the farm but by the end of it the pigs have written when they've taken over the farm all animals are equal but some are more equal than others so i think that was um, really good to that. yes see now I'm with you. <laughs> during the uh, airport scene i didn't notice this but apparently uh uh benny's doing a little bit of voguing Oh, Gross is really voguing in this one. Paul Gross. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. I never noticed that. We'll have to watch her back at some point. Yes. It'll get stuck, won't it? It'll be, I don't know. Ooh. Oh, voguing. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, having a... 
Oh, voguing that walk. I thought she meant like a real, you know, work it, baby. Well, rather than voguing with the hands, I was thinking like, work it, baby. Nicholas Love is cardboard, but oh, sorry, that's another one. So we've got the chat with the bad man. Are we there? Yeah. I read. <laughs> oh, wrote. Sorry. You know, having us over the internet like this is really adding to the thing which we already had slightly going on on this podcast as sounding like we're in an old folks home. Hey, sorry, what was that? What was the last note? So what, what did you say? Okay. You speak up a bit, dear. I can't quite hear you. So if it's next, I heard chat with the bad man when he's on his bed. Uh, and Karen said I was right. It is the model walk, not the voguing. What I've written next is another Gordon Pinsett scene. Oh, he's um, great in this episode. There was one of my favourite quotes that I actually wrote down from that. Yeah, I know where you're going. And yeah, because Benny, I think, says to him, Are you still dead? He went, Yep, still dead, son. Thanks for asking. Yeah, it's the thanks for asking. <laughs> thanks for asking. I just yeah. love that bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then... Do you know, there was two questions from this episode which came up in the uh, one of the quizzes and, like, just before we watched it as well. So it's like, I'm like... Mm. I might have said Township of Kings to this one. I actually wrote that quote down on my other thing. You wrote that down. Yeah. That quote, yeah, I just love that one. I absolutely love that. Yep. Still dead, son. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> mean, and again, apparently, like, when they killed him off in the pilot episode, he was just meant to be in the pilot episode and just... Oh. Uh, Paul Haggis, like, just enjoying his performance, said, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. bring bring you back. And he's like, you killed me. You can't. He's going, yeah, don't worry, I'll figure that yeah, one out. Yeah, it's, it's fine. dreams, brilliant. Yeah, perfect. And absolutely perfect, bringing him back. Not only as a ghost, but kind of, like, in his son's kind of mind, isn't he, that he appears. When he needs, it seems to be, when he needs him the most, he just appears. And sometimes <laughs> he gives him good advice, and sometimes it's just pointless. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. And the thing is, I've uh, I've repeatedly said that uh, Leslie Nielsen does this wonderful thing of acting it very serious to then make something even the sillier when he does something silly. I think I have to. I, I've missed giving Gordon Vincent that he does exactly the same thing. He plays it so straight, delivering the most silly lines and the most preposterous stuff. But because he delivers it so straight, it's two, three times as funny easily. Yeah, absolutely. Karen, is that something? It's lovely, folks, but I need to uh, go learn how to do, host a Zoom meeting now. Aww. Have a lovely evening. Thanks for the fun. I'll listen to the end of it when you post it. This will be posted on video. It will also come up. And... There's a cat. I was wondering what you were showing us for a second there, Michelle. Oh, Karen. Hel uh, Karen. Hello. Hello. It's um, Mich Mario. Michelle's got a cat on her lap. <laughs> hey, Mario. How are you doing? Michelle, you need to sort yourself out during lockdown. <laughs> every time I behave um, every time I'm round there Mary always tries to take a lump of flesh out of me but then he tries to hug me He's are very we still rude. talking about the cat Mar <laughs> Karen by the way thank you very much Karen thank you very much for joining us thank you very thank much for you. all your comments you've been wonderful hope you have a wonderful evening if you're watching this back later hope you had yeah. a wonderful evening and that you work out Zoom look if us monkeys on typewriter can do this then you can do that easy oh karen it's been fun and great meeting you yeah it's been really good fun with you nicola found uh being called dr squee on it and having the space background really helped her it... i may have had the settings already set up a certain way i had a meeting with my manager and colleagues and i was like look i'm gonna have to come in as dr squee i don't want i haven't <laughs> set myself up on anything yet 
So I said to Ian, I said, well, because I said, it's going to be professional. I thought, well, it's, you know, it's a meeting and we're all at home. And he said, it'll be fine. So I went on it and I said, well, I had nothing to worry about because I've just done the whole meeting in space. <laughs> I had space backdrop. <laughs> so I had to say to them all, look, I am in space. <laughs> I can't change it. I don't know how to change it. This is how it is for the meeting. <laughs> and Nicola said, Nicola said to me, it's like, oh. I'm just worried it doesn't look very professional. I said, what, when you use my iPad, which is mine from home, I it doesn't know. look like a professional thing that they haven't provided you with. Oh, I know, what idiots we are. It's I like... have a, like, a backup laptop at the moment, um, just uh, just one they had that I had to use, so that's what I'm working at home with, and it's just, yeah. It doesn't even type the letter Q. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm getting there. It's only one of those backup jobs for the time mm. being. Anyway, look, let's get on some more notes. Yeah, let's crack on. So um, so then we see that the um, the Mexican lady, and I've forgotten her name again. Was it Anita? Cortez. Cortez. Cortez, Cortez Anita. yeah. Cortez. Anita, yeah. So she was photocopying. Maria, like you think they're all called Michelle. Yeah. It was her name in real life. <laughs> so she was photocopying some stuff, and I think Ray caught her. And he and he felt like she was up to some dodgy stuff, and she didn't want to show him like what she was um, photocopying. There was there's some real kind of like chemistry going on between these two, isn't there? There's yeah, yeah. The little sparks flying. I think kind of liking those two as a little couple. I think. Are you shipping them? Yeah. Yeah, it's very cute. It's very fiery. I I I can't imagine what it's like to be with a fiery woman who just gives you shit all the time. I can't imagine. Why are you pointing at me, show again? <laughs> yeah, which, which which way am I? <laughs> Does that clarify it? Yeah, just to be certain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fiery. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of liking the chemistry between them. And then we kind of go on to Benny, and he's back in the woods again. And the the assassin, you can you kind of see the assassin watching him as he. I think he's walking around talking to his um dad. Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah, and then his dad like kind of like you know disappears, and then I think Betty makes a comment about him disappearing, and then you realise the assassin's been watching him. And you think, has he been watching him just talking to nobody? <laughs> but I'm sure he has. You must think I, he has. I do love the setup of this assassin because he's uh, just like they they set up so much. So like uh, I I might be jumping between scenes a little bit, but I'll talk generally about him. But like. Uh, where you see Jim doing stuff like uh, he's emptying out the soup can at one bit, and like then you see the explosive. I think he's using stuff like the soup cans because the thing that explodes later, he says they say is a coffee tin. But I think he's usually like preparing the soup can to use later. I like the yeah, fact that he's yeah. very. He is like he's sort he's of like uh, he's got those kind of outdoorsman uh, qualities that right, that Benny's got, but without yeah. the uh, strict morals. Mm. Yeah, it's really kind of funny because. Um, before we knew, or before I knew, that he was using the, the tomato soup cans for that reason, I wrote down, um, sorry, I wrote down, hunting for soup. Because <laughs> I thought, yeah, I hunted for that soup. <laughs> I had this, uh, this image of uh, Dottie and Benny being presented with soup, and like Benny going and saying, what is shit, and just like taking his nose off it. Dottie then bringing her face up like covered in tomato soup from the empty bowl going, yeah, what is this? I mean, it's a fine starter, but give me something real. Our Benton, who's our little doggy that you saw, Benny, he's a little bit of a monkey because sometimes he likes the comforts of being fed by hand. And I'm like, I'm not feeding you. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes... Yeah. 
like it's not like we panicked him, but it can go whole days of not eating. He's like coughing up bile, and then you know if you hand in the food, you'll eat it. And it's like, what's the lesser of two evils? I'd rather give him a yeah, handful it's... of food. And then if sometimes if you give him a handful of food, and then you drop a bit into the bowl, and then go to the bowl. It's almost yeah. like you've got to trick him into eat feeding himself. It's he's a little monkey. He really is. A, he's a mummy's boy, but he's he he knows he's a mummy's boy. I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but every now and again. Yes, he's monkey. He's my but he's Benton. Benny Fraser. <laughs> he's a Benny. <laughs> and then we also have like a, a scene with Benny and he's back in his apartment, he's in bed again. And I think well, it kinda of looks like he wakes up and then his dad's like sitting on the edge of the bed and he's just like, Oh, you've got to be kidding me. And then his dad just like lays down in bed with <laughs> And I thought that was so funny. And they're just laying there, both of them in bed, just like talking. And Benny's like, no, I'm asleep. I am asleep right now. Go away. I need a good night's sleep. Oh, I just, I just, I absolutely love the scenes for both of those in. They're just so good. It goes on. And then he has another dream, doesn't he? Benny goes on to have another dream about this um, president. They're trying to assassinate the president. And the next thing, you know, like the assassin is in Benny's bedroom and so he wakes like Benny up and then he's just like sitting on the bed talking to him. He's trying to draw Benny in, isn't he? He's like he wants Benny on his side. He wants him to join his cause and Yeah. Was that not before though? Before they went to the woods? Was that after or before? Am I dreaming? No, um, he was what? dreaming. Yeah, he was dreaming. Yeah, but there was there was like a thing. Yeah, no, that was, that was a joke. She yeah. said, "Was I dreaming?" I was, oh, never yeah, mind. Because I thought that was before they went to the woods, or was it after? I'm getting lost. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there was like a few different times in the woods, wasn't there? So this yeah. one, yeah, yeah. So this was again, again. There's like later on a bit, like in the woods, but yeah. So this is Saturn. He's like trying to draw Benny in, and they're like he's like talking about his experience a bit, and he's like come on, be on my side. And he wants Benny to kind of like help. Clearly he doesn't know Benny very well. So he wants Benny to help like assassinate people, doesn't he? Well, I think yeah. there's the whole thing. I, I do love it when they do in these shows and Giselle's very good at it. That's yeah. drawing parallels. So you get a kind of like twisted funhouse mirror of someone. So I'm like, this is Benny with all his outdoorsman skills. If you had those skills and tracking and doing everything else and you decided to go against the way of, of good, if you like, yeah. is how Benny could have turned out. I, I love that. Like in, in, um, in Doctor Who, which I'm a huge fan of, I love it when they have the master in there and they show that even though they're very different characters, they start off the same place. They come from the same planet. They came from the same people. They're both renegades. One chose the path of goodness and helping people out. The other one chose the path of power and ruling. And I think like these two guys could have been the same. They're both... Brought, brought up to uh, know how to hunt men, how to salvage, how to do all these wonderful things. And just one went the other way. Uh, Hannah's put the assassin is almost what Benny could have been had he taken a different path. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Hannah's put the assassin is almost what Benny could have been had oh, he taken a different path absolutely. and vice versa. And I think all the scenes in the woods are telling uh, Benny's state of mind too. Thank you. We agree. I think Hannah. he would have been an excellent, if he'd have decided to go that way, he would have been a, an excellent assassin. I mean, that there would probably be a struggle to actually catch him. My turn to go for a pee. Oh, yeah, is that where you're going? I thought you were going to get some orange juice. Yeah, I'm going to do both. You'd never catch me being that unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I've never yeah. been that usually yeah. just goes in a bucket in the side of the room. <laughs> oh, no, Dr. Squee. <laughs> that works on audio, but not for video. Yeah, 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 we pay extra for that. It's uh, 
yeah, <laughs> subscription. Yeah, that's yourself after dark. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michelle, did I tell everyone about your uh, side line? <laughs> Got advertised. Times are hard. Yeah. <laughs> Times are hard, I'll give you that. Yeah, absolutely. Times are hard, and if you want to be... No, no. <laughs> oh, Stop. dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Time for some aftershave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dear. So... Uh, where are we? Are they in the woods at this point? Yeah. In... No, no, no. So he's like on the end of his bed is the assassin, like talking to him. And he, yeah. you know, and Benny gets a little bit of information out of him, doesn't he? He kind of gets yeah. out, you know, he, you know, he's a military man, and he gets out all these like survival skills and everything he's got. He, so he gets a, he starts to get like a, you know, more of an understanding of this assassin that's trying to, kind of. You know, get involved in this summit. He wants to um, sabotage the summit that's about to happen. So at least he's like managing to get a little bit of information out of him. Not a lot, but he knows what he looks like. He's getting a bit of information out of him at least. And I'm going to find my notes. Oh, of course, then you know, Benny looks down at Deef and he realizes that this man has like drugged Deef oh and Bacon. Deef and Bacon playing their again at first because I thought the way he well, looked. The wolf is it to say, have you harmed him, question. And he was like, no, yeah, he like, candy, he like, and the wolf on it. He's, he's like, oh, he likes candy or something he says, doesn't he? And he put a little bit of that, is it called ether, is it ether? Is that right? I can't remember, I can't remember what he said he put in it, but yeah, he said, he'd add But I wondered yeah. if that was the first thing, as if to say, my wolf, as if to say, you know, have you harmed him? But do you think yeah. that Mekon, the guy, had reached out to him? Because he didn't harm him, but do you think he reached out to him because he just felt that he could understand what he was going through? Yeah, I think he, he kind of saw Benny as someone that's going to have an understanding of where he's coming from and he could talk him into getting on board yeah. with him and then kind of moving forward with this like plan that he had. Um, well, clearly, I mean, Benny was never going to get on board with it. No, I, mean, I have to say, if you drug the person's pet, you're never going to get him on board, are you? No, I mean, I thought Benny was rather reserved because if someone come in and drugged mine, I would shoot them. <laughs> oh, Benny, my Benny's coming in from an aerial shot, apparently. <laughs> with, with Benny, oh, with Benny. Out. There you go. <laughs> oh, Benny, Benny. <laughs> There you oh, go. I do but, have it. Oh, there go. Hey. Comes flying in. There you go. Big <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he's now going out looking at looking at his dad going, Why are you like <laughs> why are you doing this? He's he's oh, loves to be like carried it. like a baby. That's another that's not Dr. Squee, that's Benny likes to be carried like a baby. I mean sometimes just just to be clear. <laughs> are you in Ben's? So Benny's in the room. He's met. This is the one. The good thing, actually, um, about being in lockdown, is we've got a local park, a very, very small park, um, yeah. and um, obviously, being more at home, he's he's got to meet lots of new doggies. Oh, that's nice. Owners are social distancing. You can, you know, they're at one end, you're at the other, but the dogs are playing in the middle. And he's met loads of new friends, which has been great for him. That's nice. He's got so yeah. many. It's lovely, and when you're next over, we'll have to go down. Well, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. 
Lovely doggy. Okay, we're about seven minutes away from hour two, so come on, I think we need to take okay. a Okay, so, crack on. So, I think after this section, then, I think they're back in the woods again then, aren't they? And they kind of, I think this might be the bit where they showed the tomato soup, I'm not sure. But anyway, so Benny and Ray are kind of like trying to track this man down in the woods. They say, like, no reason in the woods. They don't know where. And I was thinking, like, they've got Diefenbaker with them. And I would have thought that Diefenbaker, with his, like, his superior sense of smell and everything, would maybe be able to track somebody down in the woods. Because this guy's got wolves there as well. Yeah. And, I, and you would think he would be able to find them. So I, I was kind of thinking, well, why don't they use Diefenbaker to track him down? It was the smell of soup which was throwing them off. They're tomatoes. He's like, I can smell tomato soup, but I, I assume that's just uh, from his dinner. That yeah, was, so I... That's what he was using tomato soup for, for landmines to, to, to mask the smell of wolf. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe that was it, because I was thinking, they're just walking through the woods with a wolf trying to find him. Like, you've got someone with this smell that can track people down, but I don't know. But obviously then, as well as, well uh, as this smell going in the woods, they Hannah's got it. Only if he wants to, though, Dave uh, drums to his own beat. Dave's like, yeah, I can smell him. I'm not going to tell you, though. Screw you. Like, you can wear this one out yourself. Screw you. Yeah, have you got a treat for me? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's it. But, um, yeah, and also the, this Mexican lady, Anita, she's following Ray and Benny as they're trying to find this guy as well. Like, you see her kind of, like, tracking through the woods and then I I love the bit when they got to the like, kind of like a, a crossroady bit and and Ray is just like well I'm not going to follow the road because he's surely he's going to know we're going down the well I'm going to go off in this direction and of course that direction is where all the booby traps are <laughs> and Benny spots that and kind of stops him and, and saves him from this booby trap going off. Sorry uh, quick question is booby trap uh, like a honey trap with a woman trying to entrap someone? Yes. It's a booby trap. So there's a pair of boobies, right, under the undergrowth in the woods. Yeah. Booby trap. Booby trap. Be clear. He would be so easily caught in the woods, wouldn't he? Ian? Oh, hell yeah. yeah he'd be in the... Yeah. <laughs> <It's>... Yeah. <laughs> I... Just trap him with boobies. You don't even need a booby trap to put some boobies. Trust me, when I was a scout, it would have made scout camp a lot more fun. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but have we done the duck moment? Oh, that's wonderful. I love the duck moment. I love that. So, yeah, so they get to this point and so Ray realises that there are booby tracks and they, they follow on down this, this path, don't they? And I think Benny just shouts duck. I think I think it goes duck or duck Ray or something. So Ray, Ray duck. Yeah, like Ray, Ray duck. <laughs> I absolutely love that bit because I'm actually not sure. Usually I'm very sure that Benny isn't messing with Ray. On this one particular thing, I think he's doing on purpose. I think he is. Like, uh, Paul Hanks was very clear again to say that every week they kind of reset, they never learn, they never really grow. I think it sneaks in though as the episode go on, goes on. I think there's a little bit, and probably Mr. Haggis wasn't even doing this intentionally, but just where the other Ray's coming in where they did move the counts on just this little bit. They take a little, little yeah. each episode. And I think by now, Benny has changed just enough to have a little bit of a sense of humour to wind him up. Yeah. 
but I think it's I think it's purposely left ambiguous there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Saying that she thinks that Ben Ben messes with Ray quite a bit subtly. Mm. I think certainly by this stage, it's left open to interpretation that he might be. To begin with, I think it's quite clear yeah. he's very earnest about everything, but I think he gets a bit more sarcastic as it goes. Yeah, on. that was great. The duck moment, love it. Yeah, yeah, it was a good moment, and I, then. I think just after that, I think the uh, Mexican lady reveals that she's there. So you've got the three of them in the woods. And then all of a sudden, they come across like this um, side of the road. There's like, a picture of Benny <laughs> just like <laughs> laying on this boat. <laughs> and they go to like pick this photo up, don't they? And they're just like, oh, there's a, there's a photo here. And then I think like Benny's like, get out of the way, you know, it's like a knife just comes, like, flying in front of them and lands in the tree then. I'm thinking, how bizarre, imagine walking through the woods and then just finding a photo of yourself just lying there, that's that's a bit weird. That's a bit weird, yeah. 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 I mean, I've never, never happened to me. Mind you, if you, if you look like Paul, if you look like <laughs> Paul Gross, maybe you're more likely to get photos of you posted hey. around the woods randomly. Oh, yeah. oh sorry, so you're complaining that I'm saying you don't look like Paul Gross? Well, I thought you were trying to say if you're not handsome or beautiful enough or handsome enough, then you don't get your photograph in the woods. You just get them in the toilet. I've never seen my photo in the woods, and I'm and I know I'm beautiful enough. Well, exactly. I mean, look at all this. I mean, <laughs> who would want this? I was going to say, who would want this in the woods? That's. <laughs> That's your other thing. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to keep my digressions um, uh, to a minimum. But Thank you, pardon. We were going out into the woods the other day. Like, first time we, we could get a bit further, so we went into the park. It was uh, oh, yeah. on Nicholas' birthday. We just had enough time to get down to the common. We went to the woods on my birthday. The day where I was mine. But anyway, we went down to the, uh, uh, the common, which is a, a big park area in Southampton and we went there and we were with Dottie and we said we were joking that uh, because she was in a panto once there was a panto we me and Michelle met uh well one no we didn't meet through pantos but we used we to do pantos. <laughs> we, we used to do pantos together and uh, one year they were doing some video excerpts they put into it and he filmed this bit of us all in costume running through the woods and I was one of the uh, ugly sisters which obviously involved a lot of makeup but anyway they had, uh, because I had Dottie with me when we were filming it, she kept on following me and wanting to, like, pull on the lead when someone was holding her off camera. And, and they just said, look, if she follows you, is she just going to follow you around? I go, yeah, she just walks everywhere after me. They go, brilliant. Okay, just let her go. And then she'll just run with you around. So you've got this wonderful scene of us all running around the woods. And there's more people. And as you run between different trees, more people appear. And then suddenly you've got this dog in the mix, so it's hilarious for the panto. <laughs> we were joking going through the common that does is like, uh, and if anyone recognises me from that scene, wants me to sign anything, I don't mind. That's fine. <laughs> it's like, like she thinks she might get recognised. She's going back to this spot, like an actor, really sad actor, going back to an area where oh, they is know. Is that what you wanted to do there? Yes, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dressed up as an ugly sister for that. that moment. Oh, yeah, wonderful. No makeup involved there, was there? There was the skirt. Anyway, that's another story. Sorry. Go, go on, Michelle. Yep. And so after that, yeah, after the knife has been thrown, like Benny kind of like runs after the guy that threw it. And then um, Ray and the Mexican lady are kind of like walking a little bit slower behind. And then the Mexican lady, she stands on this landmine and she's like, I can't remember what she says. She's like, Ray, or I think she just kind of like chats out Becchio or something. And she's like, I can't move. I'm like on this like landmine, and he comes over to help her. And actually, 
I love that scene between them two, yeah. between Rain and, and this lady, and and I, you know, and he's trying to make her feel so much better, and he's like, I've never lost a partner. I mean, until this point, they've never really got on either. Yeah, and at this and point, like, they kind of like come together, and and he's just like he's seeing her as this like equal as this. Well, I think he quite likes her. <laughs> She's yeah. a lady. I think he quite likes her, and he's like. I'm gonna save you. Um, yeah. Yeah. We were saying earlier about the uh, power imbalance between uh, Benny and uh, Thatcher, and like how that's played out. It's interesting in this one because they make um, Cortez a very powerful character in a they very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I really love. and they never sell out on that. They never have her yeah, going yeah. Oh, yeah. No like they never, even in that moment, she's still being a strong, powerful character. And what I think he's attracted to is how strong and powerful she is. That he has to work for it. I think he's gone out with a lot of women who are kind of more seduced by his like. Uh, Bit, let's face it, a bit shit machismo that he puts on sometimes. Yeah. And this is a woman yeah. who he has to look for, and he appreciates that. He has to work hard to win her, yeah. and she isn't going to give up for just just anything. Yeah. And I love that. Like, this is actually a that power balance done really well. You know, whereas we were saying that in these modern times, like, maybe the Thatcher, if anyone doesn't play as well, this one does. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, actually, Hannah's literally just really complimented or you've complimented what she's just said because she did it first um she said i like seeing this side of ray so often he's seen as rash um can also be sweet too so you've kind of just literally yeah yeah said the same thing yeah but he he, he is brash i think it's the fact that uh yeah yeah they're both challenging each other i I kind of like relationships like they're like yeah we we are very alike in a lot of ways, but we do challenge one another. Oh, I think that's very yeah. important to relationships. I find you keep. quite challenging. I don't even want to say what I find <laughs> you. <I'd say. laughs> also, in the scene as well, we find out why I think she is the way she is. You know, she kind of goes into her past and how she became who she is today. Kind oh, of, yeah. you know, in such a quick moment. She's like, this is who I am. This is how I got where I am. <laughs> you know, she says who she is today, and, and that was quite a powerful moment with her talking about all that as well. And I think we've also seen in the past how Ray has kind of become the person who he is today, like when we've seen the scenes with his dad as well. So we've yeah. previously seen, who, well, who Ray is, and now we, you know, with this woman, and it's a coming together of these kind of characters. And well, it was, I think it was just such a nice scene as well. And, and I, and it, it kind of speaks to a scene that comes out later on as well, like how he tries to make her feel so safe in this situation where he's trying to help her. And then later on, we kind of realise that it, it was kind of, I was going to say a word that maybe I shouldn't say, PG-13. Um, it's not rubbish, but he's exaggerating a little bit. When he said, you know, I've never lost a partner. He's like, I'm, you know, you're kind of... Are you going to say bullshitting? Yeah. Oh, don't say that. I think that'd be inappropriate. <laughs> but it's kind of sweet that he bullshits her. <laughs> I mean, it was a kind of... No, I did not use that bullshit word. Bullshit would be inappropriate to say this time. It's only quarter past seven here. God knows what time is around the world. Don't use the word bullshit. Apologies if there's children around. Yes, I'm sorry for Michelle. Yes, we haven't said bullshit, anything Michelle. like that, Michelle. We would never do that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I apologise for them. <laughs> 
I was finding interesting I... what you were saying, because um, I think actually there is no one in the core cast of Two South, uh, maybe like it's different when Cross gets in, but to this date uh, in, in the series, mm. none of the main cast are like, are, uh, there's not a lot of people who are not in some way descended from like, you know, they've got some ethnicity to them. So it's not like a lot of just white Americans. Like there's, there's, um, there's African-American African Americans in the cast. There's, uh, Benny has come from Canada who has through his, uh, where he's lived, had hardship from the kind of elements. You've got, Ray has got hardship from, uh, he's been an Italian American, which kind of do, are people who've had oppression. You've got this woman here coming from Mexico. They tell the story very well of uh, how the Mexican way of life can be made harder sometimes by like not having a lot of money in some areas of that country. Uh, it's very interesting, actually, that you know they all come from these very unique yeah. perspectives. They don't ever take a very easy way out with the characters in this. No. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to say, Hannah's just come in and said, ha, 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 my house is so blue compared to you guys tonight. That's uh, really funny, Hannah, because we're all being on our <laughs> such best behaviour tonight. But we're usually really very, very mature. <laughs> but we're trying to be good in case you guys have any kids in the background. Normally we wouldn't be um, so, so thoughtful. So the words are, it's quite tame. So, um, yeah, if you haven't listened to us, listen to us and you'll see what I mean. By the way, <laughs> Hannah, my memory's absolutely awful. Are you, are you in the UK right now? Where, where are you? Whereabouts oh, are you right now? I thought Hannah was US. I think she's US, uh, just because she said tonight. Oh. I'm just curious, is that UK time or are you American time? I'm just curious. Oh, so she'd be in the afternoon, I don't know. Ooh. Actually, like a bit about five o'clock, so that would be technically. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> uh, my, Micah is downstairs watching Eclipse. Yes, Nisha. Oh, she is okay. Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. Geez. Sorry, she's from the you... same neck of the woods as our friends um, James and Elliot. Ah, yeah. I'm Could so you, by sorry. The, by the way, the wonderful um, retread podcast. Really. I don't it's, know it's why I thought US. Michelle, what was going to ask you? Are you confusing me for a psychic? I'm not psychic. Yeah, that'd be good because I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, that was it, Michelle. I'm not psychic, Sally. By the way, do you check? Do you ever check the Jew South by Southeast uh, email? Because we got sent a video of a young lady dressed in full Mountie Abigail, which has now been shared on the page, but oh. it's in the inbox, and, and I, I'm starting to speak to you and check it. Is it someone's lovely little daughter that's on <laughs> And I don't now? believe you're frozen right now, by the way. Is it someone's lovely little daughter I believe it is Hannah's daughter who oh, posted that lovely. on the The thing is, I thought that when I get my, like, Gmail like, email. It kind of tells me when I get Gmail emails, but then I clicked on it tonight and it no, said no. I needed to re-download <laughs> the app. So, well, you have to set that up. Before we get back to things, just very quickly, could you tell us where they can find Two South by Southeast online? Where, where would they uh, find us for email? Two South BSE at gmail dot com. Yeah. Might be. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you do a little touch up dance for that one. That is my happy dance. dance. Oh, I said it so right. Yeah. Apparently, your bandwidth doesn't like you doing the happy dance because as you do that, it's going all blurry. Or she could be flash. Or you, she could be flash. Right now, you know, I know the way. Could be like, yeah, well, that, that again is her evening after 10. <laughs> Michelle is going to be flashing after 10. <laughs> 
on that one. <laughs> That's news to me. Not your evening job. If I'm starting after 10 o'clock, are, are, are people going to be paying to log in or am I just doing this for free? I don't know. No, no, you've got to send them money. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, there's a small delay scrubbing which makes it look like you're thinking about it. So it's like I've said, Michelle's going to flash tonight. And then you're like, hmm. no. She's checking her diary going, is it tonight? <laughs> I can, I, can, I can put that in between 10 and 11. <laughs> <Get more then. laughs> well, Michelle, if they were going to get us on Instagram or Twitter, what would they go to? It's the same thing. Do South at Sanfi. No, hold on. No, that's it. That's Nemo you're thinking of. Do South. Hold on, hold on. Hold up. Bump. There's a thing you put at the front. It is Amlet, isn't it? At Juicel EFB. Hey! I'm loving this technology, by the way. I, I'm very excited. We haven't found it finished program yet. We have not finished the app. No, I know. I just like to bring bring it up while she, she remembers. While she remembers. Okay, so go on. Why are you calling me small again? Just for fun. <laughs> Nicola to pour the drinks. I've just seen that. Sorry, that's, uh, that's better. Michelle Smalls. Oh, no, smell. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Michelle Smalls. Oh, I love that. I read it as Michelle Smalls. That sounds like my pants or something. I'm going to challenge you to say that next time you can drink in the overproof. Michelle Small smells. <laughs> right, we are we out of the woods now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, come keep going. Stop getting distracted. Go on. Got a podcast going on, I think. Um, <laughs> well, where are we? Okay, let's stop with the silly um, band. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So the next thing that we're going to get onto, Michelle did weed herself. Did she? That's what the banner says, me. <laughs> That's after ten. Honestly, the wrong way of kicking by now. Sorry, Misha, I, you're I, I, I How old you knew that? <laughs> I keep apologising for everyone else's children. Are yours around? <laughs> Hannah's just put, yeah, what's a daughter? Never a dull moment. It's very true on this podcast. Anyway, I know, dear. What what of our comments that was in relation to? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have a dog moment. Sorry, Mish, go on. We may not be professional or even entertaining to people, but we're not dull. I'll, I'll give us that. Yeah, life, life, yeah, it's life's too short to be dull. Oh, this Absolutely. one's strong. I've just been trying to Okay, go for it, Mish. So, <laughs> so, skiing with wolves is the next thing I've written down. So, I, the assailant, was he... Yeah, he was on skis, wasn't he? Was he being like pulled along by wolves? And then we, I think we saw Gordon Pinson, and then he was being pulled along by wolves as well. He was getting pulled along by Gordon Pinson. <laughs> no. What are you, what are you looking at? <laughs> oh, come on. You're getting very close <laughs> What are you looking at? There was a bit in, in the woods, right? Yeah, but what were you trying to look at close to the camera? No, you! You! What was I doing? Anyway. I don't think I was doing anything on that occasion. I was like, at you. 
Oh, okay, right. Um, right. Which one you were right. looking at the last day? Okay. <laughs> Go on then. So Go it was on. a so the assassin was being he was on his skis, but he was being pulled along by the wolves that we saw earlier on. And then we saw Gordon Pinson, he came along and he was on I don't know, he was on site, but he was being pulled along by wolves as well, and Benny saw him. Yeah. So that yeah, and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. There's like more wolves. So that was just cute for me. I, was oh. <laughs> I wrote dad with wolves that was that was my note for that dad with wolves dad with wolves yeah so one thing i wrote down i think was um was your note nicola was hero ray and i think that was the whole bomb thing with um yeah Anita. I was still working on Maria, Anita. So he kind of, because uh, one thing I was going to say before we kind of went on a, on a tangent was he was like, oh, have you got a nail file? <laughs> uh, such a like typical thing to say to a woman is have you got a nail file? And then she pulls like, knife. <laughs> I was like, yes, woman. <laughs> yeah, so she had like this. You no, know, that's the thing I have on me before a nail file, I think. Although I don't I carry knives. We have more of a knife in a nail file as well. So it's like, yes, yeah, you've got a knife, good for you. Anyway, so yeah, so Ray kind of like becomes the hero a little bit, doesn't he? And he um helps her out with the bomb situation. Um, yeah, so they kind of walk off and then it explodes and everything. I was like, oh, Ray. He did very well, Leslie. You'd expect probably to be a Benny moment, but it was quite nice to see that it was a Ray moment. It was really nice to see a Ray moment. But then after this... play about with your expectations, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But then after this whole like situation in the woods, we kind of find out that the secret, these three secret servicemen, they take Benny off the case completely, Yeah. don't they? They're just like, you're off the case, man. we got someone else to go home. Yeah. And I was just like, how can you take Benny off of a case? Yeah. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> I'd love you to say that to them. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> but the um, thing about that is when you get on to the next scene then, when they yeah. turn up in the restaurant, Benny's there as a waiter. Now, is it the summit thing, but yeah, so all the summit fancy summit. people. So what yeah. we're saying is that uh, Benny becomes a waiter after three men pull him off. The case, yeah, essentially, obviously. yes, so, yeah. Thank you for putting that at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> three men pull Benny off, just in case well, that, that's knows. what happened. The three men pull him off the case. I don't know what anyone else like. It's it like Twitter where you can only put so many letters on the banner that goes across. Well, you just, I missed off the case. I'm doing it, I'm doing it for expedience sake. I think everyone knew so, what I meant. The thing is that you know, if you put that into a professional scenario. What, three men pulling Benny off? Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. money would be exchanged, but if you put that into a professional scenario when we get to the evening event, Benny would never be allowed in. You wouldn't be. If you've been taken off a case, they're happy for him. How did, a, how did he become a waiter? B, how has no one that works for the place gone, oh, excuse me, sir, you don't work here. Why are you being a waiter? And why has the uh, organisation not said, excuse me, you know, you're not on this case, out you go? But they're quite happy with him serving drinks until they get to the point where they go, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be um my usual professional self. 
and go for another week. Yeah. So why wasn't he Benny blocked? Is what we're saying. Yeah. But the thing is, she's going to leave that on the screen while she's gone well, for a week. Hannah said um, Benny's charm. Now yeah. I don't know if that's related to the three men that pulls pulls him off. The three men after they pulled him off. Yeah. So he uses his charm, and that happens. Or the fact that he's charming his way around the restaurant, or the evening event. <laughs> could be both, really. It could be both. Quite frankly, could be. So. Yeah. yeah. So so far we've got yeah Benny pulls three men off. No, no, no three, three men, men pull Benny off. Oh. Don't, don't make it sound somehow tawdry. Oh yeah, that's CD. It's a bit of both, as Hannah's book. Yeah. Bit of both, yeah. Bit of oh yeah, it works like that. That's it. No, no, it's a bit of all three of them. Sorry, it was all three of them did it. Yeah. All yeah. three of them. Pulled them off. So money was exchanged. <laughs> anyway, look, look, right, let's let's behave now. Cool. So you've got. Uh, <laughs> I said to you, um, my straws gone all funny. Paper straws. Yeah, they're good. They are, they are better than the plastic, but we, we still need to find the right solution. I yeah, I think so too. Anyway, look. But this is the whole denouement, the, the ending scene to it. I, yeah. I do love this kind of showdown. The thing I love about this character of the bad, the bad guy, quote unquote, it is that whole thing of the... Um, I was just saying, this is like the last scene. This is the denouement of the whole thing. Denouement. And I want this to be serious, so Michelle... Stop winning yourself and getting... Uh, you getting really quickly, Mish. How quickly do you go for Well, that's because she did half it before she left. Oh, my God. Your toilet must be like... Are you just like weeing in a bucket next to It's not good as well. the second time you said that. You're obsessed. What, the bucket's in? Just because I just know it. What, was it was, what it was like when you were a lass? No, I just know... <laughs> Growing up with, with five sisters and I three brothers. I know how our records go. Well, <laughs> Anyway, moving along. What? Sarah, what's that face? Yes, I think you're right, Hannah. I'm gonna. I we were. I was looking at bamboo straws. Actually. Oh, silicon tip straws. Yeah, yeah I've that's... also been looking. You can get like a nice bamboo set that I was. Looking. Oh, Sarah, oh, oh, I've got a lovely bamboo set. <laughs> I could show you if, if you really want to see it. Right. Pen on the pen. Yeah, yeah. You throw it out your bamboo yeah, set when it's past the watershed. Sorry, Sarah. It's gone a bit sort of dodgy here. That's that's dodgy. If, if it's something for another time, I'll save another time. But I, I, happen, I do have a nice bamboo set. <laughs> it's got a straw. Anyway, if look. It's, if it's something for another time, I'll do it this another time. We were talking about that last scene, and I do love the fact that they kind of like uh, show the uh, quote unquote bad guy. He is, an, he is a complex guy. He kind of reminds me a bit of. Have you guys ever seen a Rambo, the first Rambo film? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is wonderful. Honestly, Michelle, it's not kind of like the other films became a guy just running through and shooting things. And, you know, they're, they're fine, but they kind of like are all basically the same film. The second one's quite good, but the first one is the film. It's like it's got him. He comes. He's, he's a guy who just comes to this town. He's next vet. He's haunted by the, what he's seen in the war. And he's just trying to go through town. And then this... Um, Police sheriff gets a bit of a hard on for him and decides to kind of like uh, start start making life difficult for him. It's like we don't want your kind here when he's just fought a war for them. Michelle, no, don't give that look. I wasn't meaning literally. It kind of reminds me of that. He's a guy who has seen some tough times. He's been affected by it, and the world no longer fits him. And I really felt that. I thought it was a really interesting character that even though he's he's not right in what he's doing in this situation, you can understand how he got there. He doesn't have that same sheriff character, but it's kind of the same deal of somebody he's seen more, seen tough times, and now he's been abandoned by his his country as he feels. Yeah, absolutely. But 
Yeah, it's difficult, really, because you could say that he's gone the wrong way about getting heard. But then on the other side of the coin... He's rented them so many times. Yeah, you can only ever get heard, like, with the guy that, you know, with the dads that that jump, you know, were on top. I can't remember what building was it, Buckingham Palace or something, the super, they just the superheroes. You can only get hurt by doing extreme things, which is really sad. I feel that's such a shame. Sarah Kirk, she said that uh, she's never seen any of the Rambo films. No, that's fine. Oh. If you just see what they became later, and I don't, like, I find them the cheesy fun, the later ones, but yeah. if you watch that original one, is really quite a moving, quite a kind of powerful movie. Mm. It's like, it's got some action stuff in it, but it's a really well-played movie. It's worth checking it out. Um, but anyway, sorry, Michelle, uh, back to you. Oh, hi. Uh, Wake up. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, so it's, it's quite funny, as in, we kind of go back to the beginning in a way. Like, Benny, he's dressed as this waiter. Yeah. <laughs> he does look very dapper in that white suit. Hi, uh, quite nice, quite liking it. Um, Benny. He goes up to the Secret Service. And they're like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> like, and he's like, well, if I meant to sneak in a dress like this, don't you think the assassin might? You know, and he's kind of like, I'm here to help you. And then he spots the assassin, like, just talking to somebody. And he's like, he's over there. And then Benny ends up becoming the hostage, and it kind of reverts to, the, like, one of the first scenes where they've got this, like, the training scene. They've got, like, the assassin, they've got the hostage. And then Benny is the hostage. There's also a kind of mirror to the first scene as well, because Benny earlier on felt really uncomfortable being in a position of taking the shot when it's someone else's life. He feels at home when he's in danger himself. I think he actually likes that a lot better. And this is, I think, when he comes like into himself, like he's the one in danger right now. It's like Michelle. Yeah. Can you hold like your headphones when you move? Your headphones are kind of going. Uh, sorry, Can you hold them in place when you move a little bit? I, I try not to move too much. Do you hear me? Yeah, but can, can you lean forward a little bit? When you lean forward, I can hear you a lot better. But yeah, that's great. Just talk now. We can see your pretty face. Huh? And we can oh. see your pretty face. Well, we can see your face anyway. It's pretty. <laughs> Hannah's put that he works best under pressure. Very true. Yeah, the thing I was going to say. And plus, it's not his. He doesn't mind when it's his life. He is more worried when it's someone else's life. Like, yeah, he is a true hero thing. in that. Yeah, and, and I think when he's at that point, he's a hostage. I don't think at one moment he was concerned about his own life. I think yeah. that whole time he was concerned about the assailant. You know, I think that whole time he's concerned about him. And then he's looking around and he's seeing like the hand signal that's going along and he figures out the person that is going to shoot him. And then when he realises, right, that guy's about to shoot, then he does his manoeuvres, doesn't he? And then he gets the guy down on the floor. Is, it, is his manoeuvres a rave dance? Whoop, whoop. Does he have glow sticks? <laughs> See, now, in my story, 
the process. And I know this, I know everything, I do understand everything is dramatised and blah, blah, blah. But I was thinking to myself, how did this guy, Mercon, Mekon, Mercon, Mercon. The Mercon. How did he get in front of the president? Now, I... How did they get Mercon in front of the president? Hang on. Let me finish. I thought... I mean, have you seen the wiggy wet? No, not that president. Sorry, go on. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) You know, I kind of thought when he was looking for him, I thought he's going to turn up as a, as a, I don't know, a waiter or security or something that was more of a disguise. He turns up in a suit just talking to him. And I'm thinking how, you know, to get in front of a president to start talking to them, you've usually got to go through a lot of people or you've got to be known or something or other. Do you know, you can't just walk up to the president or prime minister in this country of anywhere and just start discussing with them about things so i'm thinking to myself that's why i thought when he was looking for him he'd be looking for someone that was perhaps a waiter someone who could get closer someone who maybe had got into the security detail or or again paparazzi something that got him close i just don't understand how he got in so close to him just talking to him it just probably wouldn't happen but again if it didn't happen we wouldn't have the program and we wouldn't have the yeah, storyline yeah you know. it's difficult i think this guy's probably very savvy though i think maybe he has employed a lot of his know-how how to get in there yeah. the same way that uh benny's very smart and yeah, like he managed yeah. to get there as a waiter so and maybe that's kind of taken sin out of it, sin out of it maybe as a writer they did choose to do it that way that will show that benny's got in when he shouldn't have been able to mm. so maybe uh this guy has been able to maybe that was a purposeful thing if you think of, about it yeah. there was this guy a couple of years ago who uh, it's probably a few years ago now he got into the house of commons and managed to run in there when he shouldn't have been able to get anywhere near there and they stepped up security all you had was one guy with a sword on his (laughs) on his uh, belt and that was the only thing stopping him from going out no guns no anything else some that guy could have potentially got him with a gun it was very uh, like it was lampooned but it could have been a lot worse what happened there so i think it does show you that it does happen in real life there was a a person a few years back who got on the white house lawn under the obama administration and and again someone who got into uh the queen's bedroom the british queen's bedroom um yes and was stood in her bedroom so just show you these things happen Uh, hannah's put a comment you want to read it of course right okay so hannah's just said i think it's an interesting parallel too they spent so long denigrating benny sorry i couldn't read that word then i was like what so they spent so long denigrating benny and his instincts yeah but then they missed two guys sneaking in yeah yeah and it, it as i say it seems very plausible when you do realize we like to think these things can never happen i do think genuinely there's a thing of comfort we take it's like during the uh coronavirus uh yeah i'm sorry to bring that up but it's like during these times it's shown that all these kind of political leaders to begin with at very least get a bump in approval rating just by being the person in power at the time just because we want to turn and we want to trust people in power now as things move on we start to lose that faith in them or gain faith in them depending on what they do i'm not getting political here just generally and i think it's the same thing here we want to believe that things it's impossible for anyone to get into a room with a president but Real life has shown us that you can get into the, the same room as a queen, the same room as a prime minister, same room as a president. And until someone does that, it's after someone's just done that, that security's at its best the day afterwards. Yeah. But then over time, people get complacent and these things happen. Uh, so it's put artistic license. Yeah, there's probably a bit of that too. But I think it actually does, whether they intend to or not, mirror life. Uh, Hannah, do you want to read her? Yeah, comments? so Hannah's just said they're so cocky and sure in the way they do things. Absolutely. 
and that they can't be wrong. Um, but the reality is very different. And you're right. Your thing is yeah. people can be blinded by the fact they're so excellent and they're, they're right. That you're right. Sometimes it, it, well, it's a bit like anything, isn't it? When you're in a job, you know, the people on the ground know what's going on. And sometimes you hear decisions, you think, what? And yeah. nobody's ever working out how the lesser people, I'm a lesser person, so I include my, you know, I'm not saying the lesser, I'm saying I'm the lesser person. Um, so nobody actually sort of says, you know, how the lesser person's going to do it or action it or what anything like that. did you point like to me that. when you said that? Well, I'm just saying this is from Have previous. Point towards me and off I'm camera. actually I'm saying just, this not saying. for the job I've got now, but the jobs I've had previous where they've said something and this is what's going to happen, this is how we're going to do it, and you're all sat there going, Well, how? You know, and that's it. You know, people just get they they just like that. They just think they're the best and, and that's where mistakes happen. Again, Hannah said that it's kind of a running theme for the feds throughout the series, very true. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they always show the uh, but but again they get to be the outsider coming in. So it's funny actually you get some episodes even where uh, the home team if you like, so the additional detectives, uh, so Huey, Dewey and Louie as the over the series, yeah. uh, they get bring in they got brought in as more of on the same side as Ray and Benny when they've got a common enemy coming in from the outside. So it's very interesting the way they do that. But anyway, yeah, back to this episode. So you've got this wonderful last scene. I do love the showdown between Benny and this guy. I think that... Uh, they have a lovely chat. Yeah. As, as we mentioned earlier, they have a lovely chat. They do sort of meet as equals yeah. on some level. Yeah. Yeah, so the, there's a shot fired because, you know, Benny sees, a, you know, someone from afar is going to, like, shoot at this guy. Yeah. At Benny. And Benny kind of, like, does his move. again though what, what we will say is it's a very sweet moment between two people like if we remove the rank for a minute as a scene between two people i think we can say that it was very sweet like a sweet yeah. moment of again her having to be the boss and maybe being in a position of uh, that being even more difficult for women in the 90s i think being able to show a softer side and still wanting to not show any weakness i think that's what's going on for her in that scene i think it's very well played and uh Ray just, uh, so Benny just never being a dick about it, basically, to yeah. want a better term. I think it's very nice. And then you get the uh, sort of same kind of scene with Cortez and uh, and uh, Ray. And Hannah's just come in and said wonderful acting too. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then clearly we've had this chemistry between them. Yeah, you know, Ray and this son, Mexican lady, and 
interest in the episode and i kind of love that when uh, they cheer each other especially like the victoria's secret bit where uh where ray's saying it's like uh, you've got a woman there you've got a woman there tends to some guy just walking past like hey he's got a woman in there you know that's <laughs> lovely so they're always very supportive of each other but it's nice as you say to have them both having a lady of interest professionalism from me. So uh, we go to a section we like to call Good choice. So uh, we now go to uh, Sarah's just put a nice jingle. Sarah, if you go to oh, uh, your favorite podcatcher and you subscribe to the show, if you're not already, you can hear jingles like that every week. And we've got a backstock of all the episodes up to this point already recorded on there, as well as interviews with some of the GSL stars. <laughs> that was slick. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, I think we should, like, be um, picking that oh, up. Catherine Bruyang, uh, yeah. Dido Craig, Tony Craig, and um, uh, Ramona Milano. And Paul Haggis. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Haggis. Yeah. Look at you, though. You're going right through the cast. I'm well, I'm trying to. <laughs> I don't know about you, Nicola, but I'm starting to feel like this is um, a, a professional product we're putting out here now. <laughs> are you? No, no. Are you, so, are you being a bit delirious in lockdown? Yeah, do you really have one? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> is Gary there to assist you? <laughs> Has he left you? <laughs> anyway, let's go on to our most... Uh, Let's go for our most American of the week, uh, Nicola. Cortez. Cortez, you reckon? Feisty you? lady lover. Ooh. Oh, she's, she's Mexican. You're saying most American. Yep. Which we have said, for anyone who isn't familiar, we go for the one who does the attributes of that nation, yep. not necessarily. They don't have to be Feisty from there. Feisty lady Because quite often you, don't, you have episodes where there aren't any Canadians apart from Benny, and we've said you can only pick them once. We've all picked them <laughs> we can't have him. We can't have his dad anymore because we picked them both before. There you go, feisty yeah. lover, 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 feisty lover. She's a feisty, feisty lover. lover. A feisty lover. She's a feisty lover. She's a feisty lover. Oh, Ian's nearly spitting out his drink now. Right. Don't make me sound. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, feisty lady. I love feisty lady. Strong will, strong headed. And that's very American to you. Okay, uh, for you, uh, Michelle. See, my most American, and it was a slightly tricky pick because I felt like it had to be one of the Secret Service men. There were three of them, so it wasn't the easiest, but I went for dying glasses. Because that made him stand out a little bit. <laughs> the secret service man in glass. And the only reason I went for one of them was because I felt like the program was really kind of making a stereotype of those guys, a real kind of stereotype of that kind of service within the American um, kind of authority. Kind of American. like the American men in black. Yeah, it, it, and it's it it just came, yeah it came across as just such an American kind of stereotyping films and everything that I thought it had to be one of them for my American this week. Well, I'm going to go with um, Ken Foray, who played uh, Macon uh, La Crox, as I of course remembered La Crox, the 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 um, the guy who's the quote unquote baddie. Well, yeah, uh, exactly. yeah, so yeah. I thought which it touched upon in here, which uh, touched upon that kind of outdoorsmanship of uh, some Americans, in especially in rural areas, like they're, they're kind of survivalists. That, again, that R Rambo kind of mould he does in some scenes certainly uh, portray. I thought that was very strong, and I thought that's definitely... Again, sometimes we pick different sides of the American psyche or the Canadian psyche. I think that's definitely one side of the American uh, nature. Uh, uh, well, Americans in nature, there are there are some people who are very survivalists over there, and that's definitely one side of, of the American personality. Mm. So uh, finally, we go for most Canadian of the week. So I'll go first. I'm going to go for, um, sorry, I do have to look up his name. 
uh, Macron Lacroix, because I feel like he demonstrates the uh, Canadian outdoorsmanship and the Canadian, that part of the Canadian psyche where they're very in tune with nature and very, it's basically like we've done this before very rarely, but I think he does actually bring out a lot of things from the personality of the two nations, I, you know, even though he's, he's only from one. I think he has actually got a lot of those uh, attributes that that Paul Gross has got as, uh, as, as Benny. Okay. I thought it was interesting. Okay. okay. Michelle next. Okay. <laughs> well, for my... She looked like she wanted it too much. Really? Otherwise. <laughs> I think mine might sound more stranger than yours. My most... More stranger? My most Canadian of the week was the Mexican. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I think the most, Canadian, most American is the uh, Mexican, so, you know, yeah. maybe. Her name is Cortez. She has a name. Well, she said it's the Mexican. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. I mean, Miss Cortez. I went with her for my most Canadian. I think because of her attributes. I think she's got a tough exterior. And she has very... great attributes, does she, Mish? Two dogs. I like her attributes. <laughs> you know, I think knows them too. I think you might have. <laughs> tough exterior, but she has a very soft interior, <laughs> and I, I just really liked like hearing about her background and how she admired people and and kind of you know that's what she she really wanted to be, and she worked so hard. You know, she had. Such a lovely attitude. And I, I just looked there and I thought, yeah, she could easily be my most Canadian of the week. Let's go over to uh, Nicola with her most uh, Canadian of the week. Yeah, the reason I wanted it so much, as you put it, is my Canadian is Cortez. Because she exactly bang on what me. Oh, just so you said. do the same as me. To forget yeah, exactly, same that's what I wanted. I'm like, but the exactly the same reason as you. She's feisty on the outside, a bit like an armadillo, crunchy yeah. on the outside, soft on the inside, armadillo. Exactly why I went Which for is that. a very niche British reference to a, an advert for Dime or Dame, as they're now known. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so uh, that's all our moments of the week. That's our mini mounties. That's our show. That's talking about the edge. Uh, so, uh, what, 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 Nicola? Are you about to do the how many we scored it out of how many's? Yeah, and now we go on to our final... Final, final thing, which we don't have a jingle for, do we? A, a score, but anyway. How many? Uh, what? What? what, what um, oh, oh. oh, can we do how many defacting skills out of ten? Because he was so amazing, I feel like defacting skills. Def and Baker acting. Defacting oh, skills. Okay, I, I think I'm gonna. How many dream sequences out of ten? Okay. But do you, or do you really want to do defacting? Oh, def dream. Sequences. Oh, how many deep dream sequences out of ten are we going to give this? So, um, are you going to look at me, aren't you? First, yeah, because you seven and a half. Okay, Michelle, I'm going to give it seven. I'm going to go solid seven. I thought it was a really great solid episode. As we always say, I think uh, Due South always exists on a higher uh, scoring plateau than a lot of shows, but there's so many classic eights, nines, and tens. This is an amazing seven. But I don't think it quite gets up to this highest pantheon. Yeah. But it's a really great episode, really thoughtful one. One of the things I have to say that that kind of really brought it down for me is one of the things we normally do, like during our Do Self podcast, is, and I know you're very keen on this, is like we absolutely love to capture these Ray and Benny moments. 
and we like to yeah. like record them and then play them. And I don't think I could pick that. I mean, like, where, where's that rainy bunny moment in this? I mean, when it comes to our kind of characters, there's a few things I felt that we were missing in this episode compared to some of them, and that was a I felt like it was a real major thing for me. It was like, where are these, where are these moments? We're, we're so, you know, where's our Ray and Benny moment? Do you know the thing that's interesting about that? The, the phrase which comes to my mind is they're separated together or, you know, distanced together or whatever the, ah, the phrase is. A bit like we are. Exactly. A bit like kind of like our current world is. <laughs> we're, we're like, we're trying to keep it together, but the, but they are a bit distant. Like there aren't, uh, there isn't enough room in this episode for whatever reason for those moments between them as much. So they're having their own adventure. They are together. They are kind of fighting in the same cause, but they are kind of distant. So I find that actually quite interesting that you said that. Because mm -hmm. I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I think maybe that is what is missing. Maybe that is the... Uh, Golden, um, like the secret sauce, which is missing. Anyway, that is all our business. We've almost gone to three whole hours on this one, but we'd like to thank everyone for joining us. Everyone for your oh, comments. It's so much fun. And thanks everyone who's come and gone. I hope you'll all enjoy this in its entirety later, and we will podcast it up later. But for now, I have been Detective Squee. With me has been. Uh, civilian aid Nicola, who's absolutely loved the interaction from everyone listening. Thank you very much. And we are so genuinely glad uh, to have Eddie Roman involved and to have this lady with us again. Mousy Michelle! Genuinely, uh, I think you know this, we've missed you like crazy. Uh, I can't wait until we can all meet up and we can see uh, you, Gary, and the kids and we can hang out again in person. We know how much everyone's like um, struggling with this right now and yeah. uh, people going through dark times, but hopefully it's brought a bit of light. Please do download that free book. Uh, the link is in the G-South uh, Facebook group. And uh, look after yourselves. But for now, guys, say, just imagine for a moment that people had a compass with them and they want to keep a point in a certain direction until we next meet. What direction would you say they should keep a point in, guys? Due south by southeast. <laughs> or wherever Michelle's pointing you to. <laughs> Michelle, you must speak then. Right. Right, I'm going to again. Because I'm just pointing. <laughs> You're telling us to go to hell. We're going right. down. Michelle is pointing. <laughs> this is going to go up in a podcast later. You do realise this. So once again. I'm like, so once I'm like I'll point, I'll point. <laughs> Speak, use your words. So, say people had a compass and they had to get it pointed in a certain direction until next week. Which direction would they have been pointed in, you two? Do you sound? By southeast. <laughs> Ouch! Nicola! <laughs> we can try this one more time and then I'm going to play the music. I don't give a rat's ass what you do. But, guys, say people had a compass and they wanted an audio clue. Audio, not pointing. So, which direction they would keep it pointing until next week? Which direction would they keep it pointed in? Do you see Bye, Bye. Close enough. Good night, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Stay strong until we're out of all this shit. Stay safe, be kind. We'll see you soon for another episode.